1: slash drink and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash drink. ZocDoc dot com slash drink.
2: Christine shoulders are here. Just kidding. They're clothed, everybody. I'm just as disappointed as you. <laughs>
1: It's but a she is possum... wearing a horrendous
2: possum shirt.
1: Yeah, from you that you bought. I me. did buy it. You know, you I probably me, fund Eva.
2: possums more than anybody else no, on this you're show. You're the
1: biggest advocate for possums, and you don't even know. You don't even admit it.
2: I do it. It's one of those things where I, it's out of sheer love because it's certainly not out of understanding, but
1: you know, it makes you <laughs> happy and for us, not for the animals.
2: To make you, oh, the, I don't know. Possums. I, like gross patriarchy, but you know the saying happy wife, happy life. I don't I don't know what the platonic version of that is, but if I keep giving you possum stuff, you're in a pretty good mood, which means ha- I'm in a happy, pretty good mood.
1: Happy partner, happy howdy partner. Fartner. Ha- happy partner, howdy partner.
2: <laughs> I'm
1: sorry. Right? Anyway. That's what they say. How was your Thanksgiving, Christine? <laughs> oh God. Um, hi, it's good. It was fine. It was okay. It was great. I mean it was fine. But then Blaze got sick and then Leona got sick and then um, Blaze is just catatonic in bed and I've been just running around, um, trying not to have a mental breakdown. So, you know, oh, I got Where? a weird text on oh. Thanksgiving. Wait, I forgot. This is what I was gonna tell you. I even wrote it in my phone. M, I, I got a manic weird energy today. It okay. is. I'm s so- I apologize for that. Um, but I can't no, change it. No, so no. uh I'll I'll keep it together so you can be the main character and then we'll swap. Thank you so much. Okay, here's the text I got. This is not a joke. On Thanksgiving, I received in the like in the evening or at nighttime, I received a text. Oh, crap, let me find it. I, this I even prepared for this to be my why I drink. Here it is. Hello, I'm Walt's great grandson. <sighs> like, okay, I'm gonna show it to you without because the phone number's in there too. And you know how like sometimes you'll get a text from um, like a spam and it's like. Mm-hmm. let's ride our bikes together okay i don't know i get weird spam text sometimes right so normally it's like either it's like a green this is like an iphone like someone's iphone sent me this which is Ew. unusual yeah and this is i'll show it to you with i'll try to cover the number so you don't see the number but it basically what? says hello oh, yeah, i'm walt's great grandson like what and you didn't say anything i think back? i said i think i just like put a question mark on it and then they never responded But, like, usually if I respond (sighs) to those, the spam ones, they write back, like, Wait, what's the number? Can I text them? Sure. I'll read it to you.
2: Although, what if this is, like, a listener who, what if this is a listener And why do they have
1: my phone number?
2: (laughs) Like, if they found your phone number, then I directly, like, that's walking right into a trap, isn't it? Can you star 67 a text?
1: Maybe just WhatsApp them. Well, no. WhatsApp.
2: WhatsApp. WhatsApp.
1: No, that doesn't work. Maybe WhatsApp i don't maybe it will does whatsapp work does it show my number yeah i guess it does huh Shit. eva can you text his number for us <laughs> <laughs> no wait 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 i have a i have a
2: fake email can i email a number no
1: i don't know <laughs> maybe i
2: don't know
1: maybe i'll can add number. i wish i had a fake number so we can all we have our, what if we all we have go Google Voice together phone number we we had a Google Voice number in February of 2017, so I doubt that it still exists, because I don't think we ever use it. Um, okay. Oh, my God. Eva! Eva texted us one of the things she wanted to discuss as, like, a business topic is whether we need a business phone number, which is hilarious. Our business phone. Oh, my gosh. So I'm like, maybe we uh, do need it just to prank call people, order pizzas, wait. and also text Walt's grandson. Well, obviously. Okay, hang on. I'm going on my White Pages account also great grandson like what are you talking about
2: could could it actually be walt from your original your your i don't know now i'm
1: freaked now i'm freaked out but also could it be even if it is spam like that's a very weird thing to send me of all people what's the phone number okay
2: elevator music when you tell it it's
3: please stand by we have to
2: searching i'm searching uh it's a landline okay so this is already old information from from huntsville or decatur
1: yeah i hate so to break you know i've already done a i've already done a big search online for the number um oh, and I, I couldn't really find anything useful um interesting
2: interesting, interesting you type interesting.
1: in walt i mean it's probably spam but the weird thing is it's that they use the name Walt It's really weird, right? Like even as spam, it's like you didn't know what you were doing. This is very specific.
2: Um, oh my god, hang on. Okay, Juan. Then if it's just if it's,
3: uh,
2: I'm. But then why don't they risk respond? It? I'm gonna risk it. I'm gonna text them. What are you gonna say?
1: I'm, I'm Walt's okay. great grandson. <laughs> uh, yeah. What do I say? What do I say? Say like, say hey. Oh, is hmm. Walt available? I don't know. <laughs> Say I, I have the all the money from Walt's will. Do you want it? And
3: then <laughs> they're like
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm the executor of Walt's will. Say that. <laughs> okay, I'm
3: the executor.
1: <laughs> what if this really is the great-grandson of someone named Walt and we're just like fucking with them? That would be terrible.
2: Also, by the way, I just wrote I'm the executor and uh, it autocorrected it to I'm the executioner.
1: <laughs> <laughs> How I'm the executioner. Fucking... <laughs> now if i received that text i think i would have called the authorities i'm not really sure but i would have been a lot more alarmed i (laughs) like that's
2: kind of telling like that does if you know i'm the executioner is that what i write do i change it wait all right i'm the executioner send and then i'll do oops autocorrect (laughs) (laughs) i'm the exec. Computer.
1: Oops. LOL autocorrect. <laughs> um is it is it a uh, is it an iPhone or is it showing a It's between? an
2: iPhone. No, 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 it's Android. See? It's Android.
1: Oh. So maybe they changed maybe they blocked maybe it's maybe I'm it's spam. it's probably spam. Oops,
2: autocorrect. What's... I'm the executor. Is <laughs> oops. is this Walter's family? <laughs> uh, oops. <laughs> is this Walter's family trying to get a hold of a great grandson?
1: Wow, you <laughs> you're taking your role yeah. very seriously as the Execution oh my god
2: of his of his descendants will descendants. that feels
1: that feels more lawyery, right execution oh no you already said that <laughs> it's
2: oh like oh god. the grim reaper is texting you okay anyway um
1: <laughs> i mean really if i had received that text i'd be a lot more alarmed but also if this is a spam spam artist is that a word spam right. artist no scam artist s- i mean they're if scam artists s- so okay well if this is a spam artist uh tm tm tm, TM then they deserve to be scared a little bit okay so there's one
2: guy who um, tried spamming me or a spam artist, if that's what we're calling it. And I it is. uh pretended I was in the mafia and that he had the wrong guy and he showed not oh, be yeah. talking to me.
1: And Didn't somebody now, also try to spam artists, your, your
2: grandparents and say they were like you or something? That was a long time ago. And my grandpa... B- felt did not That's fall for it and
1: pretended he was the chief of police. Um, See, you guys have something. Now you're the executioner, so this is like clearly a family <laughs> pattern. <laughs> well, I told this
2: one guy. He said, "Hey, I'm uh, something's only something. I forget what he said, but it was very obvious that it was going to turn into a whole thing." And yeah. I was like, "I, thought, I was like, I told Big Tony or something like you got like you owe me money." Or something Big like <laughs> something's Big Tony Chocololi. Um and. <laughs> Now, once a week, he sends me, he has not quit. This happened back like during, Ew. like at least a month ago. Once a week, he now texts me the emoji of him giving me the middle finger.
1: <laughs> oh my
2: God. That's how you know. That's, that's our... how you
1: know you've really done it. You've won. That's our whole relationship. He goes, I haven't forgotten you, middle finger. And that's. You know it. what the worst part is? Like, that's kind of also our relationship. So I feel a little bit like that's, that's a little weird that we're so, that they're such, such similar vibes. Um, I know. I know. But love anyway, and hate, you know, really close together. So, uh, wow. I know. So, um, why do you drink? So, that's, oh, because <laughs> I got that scary text in the middle of the night that oh, said, I'm Walt's oh. great-grandson. And I was like, uh, okay. And then I couldn't text you because I was like, I have to tell, I'm on the podcast. <laughs> so, that's... I've just been living with this internal fear, you know. I it. I mean,
2: he, yeah, I do actually feel bad if it is Walt's... Uh... Grand, a real walter's great grandson <laughs> too late now <laughs> whoopsies um but anyway okay well that's a good reason to drink that's certainly on brand um yeah, yeah i figured
1: when, right i figured it's at least like um it's content uh, oh I, this is it, what i wrote i responded walt who and then they just never oh. responded which i'm like what kind of spam artist sends you a text to say hey i'm reaching out and then you say okay and then they just stop talking to you it's like that's do you remember the like, time that um, we artist. were together?
2: Do you remember the time we were together and um, uh, we found out my mom was getting scammed, and so we <gasps> oh reached out. Oh my god!
1: We translated the 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 Nigerian, and it said like God will curse all of your descendants, and we were like, Oh no! no. But it was <laughs> it was good
2: though because because uh, we found out. Then you reached out pretending it was my mom. And oh that's right I and they had myocardial sudden, something yeah 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 and uh anyway we ended up finding out what he texted my mom which was another language and it was i'm cursing your family and we mm. copy and pasted it to your phone and you
1: sent it back to him and then he sent you the middle oh, finger or something then he sent me the middle finger yes that's right no you're 100% right. Why wow, is that we have their a
2: the best thing to do is though. a little finger. Like,
1: okay. Yeah, they're like this will get them. <laughs> I'm like, and and I send that to each other all the time. It's not as harmful as you think it is.
2: <laughs> I feel like it's um like when you find out what other like curse words and other languages are, and it's like, oh, this oh, is supposed to be really offensive, and it's probably like actually really not all that offensive.
1: Yeah, it's like I time we if... learned
2: what puta meant, and we were like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah,
2: yeah. I wonder if they think the middle finger is like the
1: the end all of. Like the ultimate insult. Um, I mean, maybe if I was seven, I'd probably be upset. But um, you know, now I just think that's cute. Um, so it really doesn't have the. Well, if this guy, he
2: usually sends me middle fingers on Wednesdays. So if he
1: says anything tomorrow, I'm just gonna. Yeah, he's really scheduled with it. Um. Um. Wow. You guys have like a more consistent friendship than you and I have. I know. I like. Are we like surprised? I. I. Are you? (laughs) Am I being replaced?
2: Should um, we should I do a full uh like a YA novel about it where I actually start just like <laughs> sending him compliments and then we become friends? Like what happens next?
1: Fuck yes. Fuck yes, a hundred and ten percent. Because as long as yeah, I but get then to they're cash gonna be like when I bring that.
2: him to dinner, when I bring him to dinner, they're gonna be like, How did you meet? And I'm gonna be like, he tried to steal my money, he
1: tried to rob me and get my credit it's card like, information. It's like a classic. Hallmark. But I saw something in him. But there honestly, was something in his eyes. he was just damaged on the outside on the inside i could save him and i did because uh, i'm the executioner and then the title card rolls um
2: <laughs> i, it's gonna I be execute, really good.
1: bad vibes yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was all a misunderstanding um yeah anyway <laughs> he's in wow. a silly goofy mood so he's just oh. a little bit. uh good times i love getting spam skip spam scammed spammed um it's a good time <laughs> so anyway how are okay. you uh <laughs> And I I don't have really
2: uh, anything as great to follow up with. I just got back last night. Um, I've been gone since. Oh. Are your arms like tired? A second. And that's Hello? why we drank. Hello? Thank you, Is everybody. Goodbye.
1: <laughs> um... Did I lose you?
2: Is this thing on? <laughs> <laughs> Did your internet cut out? Something must. Are you th- going oh, through that's
1: a tunnel? So, weird. <laughs> I'm going through
0: a tunnel. <laughs> oh.
2: uh, no, I I just came back. I've been gone since. Um like the beginning of November we I it's weird because I came home to me clearly frantically packing and everything before we our flight took off and I came home to what I remember being a very clean apartment and I was actually in the middle of cleaning and so I came back to like three week old clean laundry just a big mountain of it on the bed so it's like I
1: happens not
2: I like I know that I said on the way to the airport just the way that this apartment looks, I know I said to myself, this is a future M problem. And now I'm future M and it is a problem. Oh, I hate so, being future
1: myself. It's like, come on. M- me too. Ugh. <laughs> so um, <laughs> it's not fair. Anyway,
2: now I'm it's in like, the middle of cleaning up
1: past M's problems for you. At least it's clean laundry. I mean, mine's all dirty laundry. So
2: yeah, but you know what my problem is? There. And this is, I don't know if this is like. Um, Let me count the ways.
1: Okay. I didn't. Sorry, I don't know if this is specifically I'm
3: going a an. Eight- <laughs>
1: is that how that works i don't think so <laughs>
2: if you anytime you want to just evacuate a conversation from now on i'm going through a tunnel i'll be right back i hit airplane uh, mode oh sorry tunnel i don't know bye sorry I, i'm i'm standing in front of you but i am on do not disturb so um you'll have to talk, talk to me later <laughs> uh and then i turn around and look at eva and i go hey what's up and I just, <laughs> just totally block you like
1: says delivered quietly yeah <laughs> <laughs> it says
2: red. It says red. Um, but also, I was going through a tunnel.
1: Um,
2: I don't know if this is exclusively an ADHD thing, but I uh, when it comes to folding my clothes, it really is. I know folding clothes is like hard for most people, especially if you have some like neurodivergence. It's like weirdly
1: the hardest oh, task you can know, ever it's, do. It's the worst, and I can't do it. And I don't. It's do the it. worst,
2: but. I've caused more problems for myself because I have to hang all of my shirts, so I can't just like throw them into a drawer. I can't even just fold them and put them in a drawer. Every single shirt I own is hung because we just we live in an apartment. We don't have enough room, and we share a dresser. So um, yeah, dressers are hard. I just
1: bought two more, and I still don't have enough room. And to be fair, I bought them from an an estate sale, so that's my my fault. Stop it! Why again? that was gonna be why I drink, but then Walt got involved, so I was like, well fine. Um so I was First like, of all, I'm gonna tell you if
2: you're gonna yeah. If you're gonna keep up this behavior, Christine. I am. Ooh, Next. What is what do they look like? How much did they cost? What's the backstory oh, behind them? Are they haunted?
1: They're gorgeous they're gorgeous. Probably yes. Is considering I got texts from Walt's great grandson right after I bought them. Um <laughs> maybe they're connected. Probably not. Um no, they're beautiful, they're Victorian, they're from like the late nineteen 19- or sorry, late eighteen hundreds um and they're these gorgeous wooden dressers and they Where one was $82 them? uh in my bedroom um one was three dressers in your bedroom one, yep and one like one's like a small one right then one's just mm-hmm. like my normal one but we don't really have a closet like we don't have you know what That's I mean true. we have like the opposite situation our closet is literally like it's it's very confusing and boring, but um yeah we we have to share dressers for like all our sweatshirts and clothes, um and so we have uh, yeah and so I bought two d- new dressers and they're listen they were cheaper than anything on like fucking Wayfair but they're beautiful and they're um they're they're a few questions ha- haunted yeah oh and they have little keyholes and they came with the keys oh that's fun you never right? get the key too yeah one of them has a secret drawer.
3: That one was worth the money.
1: Yeah, it's hidden behind a panel. Super cool. What are you gonna put in there? Your my baby, se- my mini secret. <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> my first thought was
2: it was just like oh something small. Um, yeah. What are you gonna put? You have to put something in there. You can't just like have. Oh well, yeah, panel but you can't know what it
1: is, otherwise, then the secret won't come true. No, oh, I don't like that. Okay, well, okay. My other questions. Hmm. What are you using each
2: one for? Like, please tell me the secret panel one is for your code, the SPJs.
1: Or okay, what? this is not, this is going to sound like I'm making it up. I'm not. And I was never going to tell anybody this. But I'm going to
2: tell <sighs> but, you. Okay, but, but you won't you. tell me what's in the secret panel. Okay.
1: Next. No, I'm about, about to. But don't, tell. but don't, but I'm only telling you. It's just between us. It's just between you and me. Um. Oh, so we have a, we have a sponsor. <laughs> Which I'm sure you received oh. the same gift basket. <laughs> Do you receive the gift basket? <laughs> What now <laughs> yep and, and what today, are you about to tell me so today we had uh Ooh. so once a month we have people come like help clean the house like we have somebody come clean the house and i was like well these our new sponsor sent us this <laughs> wonderfully amazing gigantic glittery gift basket of sex toys and lube and all sorts of stuff and i was like whoa so i put it in my bedroom Okay, and so I, like, open it. There's glitter everywhere. But I, like, open it, whatever, and they're, like, all over the place because I'm like, whoa. Okay, to be honest, also, my mom was over, and she's like, what is this? And I was like... See,
2: I would have just would handed this... the basket to my mother and been like, happy birthday. but Just go. Crazy. I almost and I... did,
1: and then she said, ooh, I could have fun with that, and I said, I'd rather <laughs> jump off a bridge, so I'm not giving this to you. <laughs> um, And so then I opened it all up, and it was all over the place, and then the cleaners are coming, and, you know, I do that classic mom thing where i'm like should i have to clean for the cleaners otherwise i can't vacuum the floor or whatever mm-hmm. so i just have all these like <laughs> and dildos and stuff and i'm like oh i'll put them in my victorian dresser so because it's the only empty dresser so i jump all <laughs> in the drawers and um now i'm just afraid that blaze gonna be so like so it's oh, your sex good. drawer. some more it's now a sex drawer which like was not the plan and um i'm sure it was not the plan of the person in 1875 who built it and <laughs> You don't know that as an they had vibrators piece, in. but I don't know that. That's exactly right. They could be like, finally, someone living out all my dreams, you know? Um, yeah, it's like, oh, it's all I ever want. Whatever the
2: 1800s version of, like, a flashlight was, it could have been in yeah, there. You yeah. know.
1: Yeah, it could be. Uh, the 1800s, oh, I don't want to know. When- they had a hoop and stick and their own version of a <laughs> flashlight. I don't want to know, like, what was involved in the making or cleaning of that product. Um, so, anyway, that's what I put in the drawer. If you must know, okay? All right. Okay. Okay. And I'll prove it to I'm you. I'm not against t- that. That's fine. I should tell explains open the top drawer, see what happens. But he's, like, very sick. You know what so would be really funny is if over. you had
2: all your... It, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Um, it'd be really funny if you Ooh. had all your sex toys out for display, and then in your secret panel was actually, like, uh, just, like, a very tame book. Like, just, like, the most <laughs> boring thing. My Bible. <laughs> in there. Like tame that one you're there. ashamed of. <laughs> 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 oh, well... You know what? I'm glad I asked. Everyone wanted to know. Now everyone got exactly the kind of answer they were hoping for.
1: It's like I didn't even like it didn't even occur to me that you would ask what's in it. And then all of a sudden I was like, wait, because I was like, oh, there's nothing in it yet. I just bought them. And then I was like, wait a second. This morning I literally opened the drawer and went like this and just dumped all of the lube and flavored nipple balm into this drawer. So Allison and I did see the nipple balm and I went.
2: Are we gonna use this?
1: <laughs> I, like, I literally it... thought I literally thought it was a gift for my daughter because it came and I was like, "Oh, cute! It's all pink." I open it up and the first thing I pull out is like flavored nipple balm, and I went, "Let's go play with something else."
2: Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, that. Well, it. I really appreciate. I do appreciate the sponsor, but also like oh, it was the. Best. I it was I'm such not... a
1: fun. It was so fun to open, but also I was like, "This it was very fun need to open." To
2: be. I'm also so vanilla that I was like, I, "This looks like I'm." Probably I you know, I have some pretty kinky friends, so it sounds like this is about to be a, a Christmas extravaganza. Oh, for them. that's a
1: great idea. My mom yeah. seemed really into it, and I'm sure your mom would be
2: too. So maybe she's <laughs> gonna sense. hear this and wonder what the fuck I'm sending her. <laughs> Nothing, mom. <laughs> you can handle that on your own. But my Use friends promo the code. Hander, they're gonna get free product. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. Anyway, I'm so glad I asked that question. I really thought you were just gonna say, like,
1: oh, I haven't figured it out. But no, I, I like, absolutely did not foresee this going this way, but here we are. It's too late. When you want to
2: get rid of it, can you leave the picture of the girl in her hat in there?
1: Oh, genius. I love her. Genius. I'm fucking doing that. In the secret drawer. Well, that's so smart. I apparently, I, I guess the reason I
2: drank, um, besides having to do three week old laundry, is for you. I think uh, congratulations on your secret compartment
1: honestly thank you i never really realized how special it was until this very moment when you had me bring it up so i'm very thrilled um we're proud. all very excited thank for you. you and now i i really hope positive. if anybody else
2: if anyone else has a uh secret passageway sex cabinet sex dungeon. Yeah. oh you're you just have Ooh. a very tiny one currently it's a dungeon it's
1: two inches tall yeah <laughs> it it can grow
2: all right You okay
1: know what? you grow or not a shower you know what i mean yes 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 okay yes, yes, yes.
2: um okay let's get into this because otherwise i really i feel bad for everybody who wanted a short episode and like th- not that my story's particularly long or anything but i just haven't seen you in so long and i know we could talk about <laughs> sex sex toys s- all day sex compartments um for um quite some time so mm-hmm. blaze
0: and i just went to a new year's wedding and we have one coming up next weekend not a new year's wedding but another friend's wedding and i just love weddings i feel like i've said that so many times at this point and that's why i always love telling you all about zola with zola you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place from free planning tools like a customizable checklist and website to a venue and vendor discovery tool that matches you with your dream team everything on zola is designed to make your wedding journey as easy as possible and with invites that are fun to create and a wedding registry packed with gifts you actually want Zola takes you from save our date to thanks so much without breaking a sweat. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go. Zola really has become the sort of one-stop shop for wedding planning. I used Zola when I got married and it was an indispensable tool. I could not, I swear to you, I could not have gotten half of the stuff done that I did without Zola on my side. But now Zola, I'm only a little bit bitter, has so many more amazing tools. They have an app. They have all sorts of stuff like that, that wedding vendor discovery tool. You know, that is really cool. I, I kind of want to go back. Blaze, should we get married again? Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A dot
1: This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Plus, you can charge a one-time fee or sell subscriptions. Turn your creativity into income with Squarespace courses. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to www.squarespace.com drink to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or
0: domain.
2: <sighs> okay, My, uh, I have a, a, one, a 101, 101 situation for you today, Christine. Ooh, okay and i kind of i'm digging the one oh ones because i feel like it leaves a lot of room for banter which we're clearly incapable of so um yeah. <laughs> this this will give us a prompt since we need to practice kind of yeah um and i th- i thought about this topic because i feel like it's not inherently this like scary thing or creepy paranormal thing but um you know i think it's i think it's Cool, and I've wanted to know, so now everyone else is going to know. So, this is a, a 101 class on mirrors. <gasps> oh, fuck yes. And people might be like, what? Why? Well, no, because I've always scary. heard... One of the things I did while I was um, at Thanksgiving... Every year I end up cleaning my cousin's room with her and it becomes like a good like 2am hangout where we like watch TV and we both have ADHD and so we really thrive under like parallel play to like, I can't do self care tasks, she can't do self care tasks so we just do them together. I we were together. done talking
1: about sex toys. <laughs> Parallel, my play. cousin,
2: please Whoa. okay, I mean listen, you said parallel play, and I went,
1: what the fuck
2: <laughs> no, for anyone wondering, um parallel play is in uh an a d h d method of uh being productive where you really thrive with a second person there to do the same work as you, and it encourages you to get stuff done, so like I and it doesn't have to mean you're both doing the same work, but just to have somebody there to kill the time with you is a huge help, so like Mm. I would rather you sit on the bed and like hang out with me and gossip while we're folding clothes. And then before I realize it, all the clothes are hung versus not right. kind of doing okay, it. Okay. That myself
1: makes out. total sense.
2: Um, same thing with like studying. A lot of people will like need a second person to like sit and do their, their computer work with you. So that way you get your work done. So I get that. Anyway, yeah, we, we both thrive with that. Um, and she really needed her room cleaned and it's become this thing where every year I show up and I'm. Weird, but my version of relaxing is like decluttering and like seeing like a big task yeah. that where you see an accomplishment That's by the end, of before and after. So it works out well because she needs her room cleaned. I want to clean her room. And we just hang out all night and watch TV and gossip and shit. And um, I was cleaning her room. We found this mirror and I was like, oh, maybe I should put it in her closet. But then I was like, I don't know. But then if it faces the bed, isn't that supposed to be bad luck? And then yes. it kind of got me into this whole... You know, mirror, mirror, mirror thing. So I thought, <gasps> why not talk about it here?
1: Oh, I'm so excited. Mirrors okay, scare me. Okay, so. But I love them also.
2: They, see, okay, I wanted to ask what your opinion is on mirrors. Are you all about the superstitions and the...
1: Yes, a little bit. I think that there is a chance that they can open you to... I think just by their nature, they can be... It sounds maybe crazy, but I think they can be portals. They do Use seem like buzzword.
2: an... an they give me the same kind of creeps as like um it's like an equivalent to a doorway like uh yeah. like a physical doorway yeah. of like oh like just it goes into another space, point.
1: yeah, mm-hmm. yeah,
2: it's like both uh an entrance and a dead end at the same time, which feels odd,, <gasps> that's deep, thank you, <laughs> and for my next trick, oh, by the way, that's my <laughs> new thing <now>. um oh <laughs> I no. don't know,
1: I don't know why, but I've been realizing I actually that, really. Like, like it compared to your usual things that you bring to the table this one i'm actually kind of into
2: i i don't know why i don't know where i learned it from i don't know if it just came out of my own head but anytime i'm shifting gears now i just go into my next trick
1: i really really actually (laughs) like it a lot so um for once i approve do you have a bit that you do I know we're I do a little bit, but do you have a bit? All the time, but I can't think of, I, I'll probably do it in the next five minutes, and you'll be like, that's the one. It's very annoying, but I cannot just even think about it. general
2: what. derangement is
1: your bit? <laughs> what? Me? No. Um, You'll probably hear it by the end of the episode. Probably every listener's like, yeah, it's X, Y, and Z, and we just don't even notice. Probably so. I know Um, with Allison, I have a
2: bit where every time I impulse purchase something when she's asleep- when she wakes up, I go. I've done the unthinkable, and that's it's a personal favorite because I do the unthinkable just about every night. So <laughs> the unthinkable
1: um, you'd never imagine,
2: and I act like it's a real crisis. I'm like Allison. Of I, course, I've done the unthinkable this and time. It's it really. I is bought an 80th blanket. <laughs> so I don't oh, know actually, out. that's pretty bad. <laughs> okay. Anyway, for my next act, <laughs> here <laughs> is. Mirror one hundred and one. Um, I wanted to start with a fun fact because, obviously, obviously. Uh, according to the National Library of Medicine, which I love that they're taking advantage of mirror history. Good, good, um, cool. The oldest evidence of human-made mirrors. You want to take a stab at how many years ago the first mirror was? Was it in
1: Mesopotamia?
2: We do talk. We, you know, it know.
1: was we
2: do talk about Egypt for a second um but this was in anatolia anatolia in mm-hmm, which is now mm-hmm. turkey turkey yeah and um which i feel like i've brought up that same area quite a few times in my stories probably we, it's pretty much like, like a
1: there. like a like a home of of a lot of i don't know inventions hum- humanity yeah
2: just <laughs> mirrors and ghosts. of humanity <laughs> so uh they the first, uh, or the the oldest number we can find is roughly around eight thousand years ago. Was the first Jesus. man-made mirror. Um, I, I I don't know if you like me putting you on the spot like this, but I'm gonna try it again. No, I love it. Do you know what the first mirrors were made out of? I feel like I've googled this before. Um, opal, seashell. I you're don't know. very you're close. It's obsidian.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, obsidian mirror. I've heard of that. Sure, sure, sure.
2: Which um, obsidian, which I did not know this. Maybe this is very obvious to everybody else, but obsidian is made out of volcanic glass. I did not know that. Yeah. Um, It's like dark, 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 shiny. mm -hmm. I knew it was dark, but I honestly, I know nothing about rock science of like, oh, why is this one this color versus this color? I I
1: fucking know nothing about that. (laughs) Rock Um, science.
2: (laughs) Or was it geology? I
1: I really just- uh, (laughs) No, no, it's Rock science oh
2: okay <laughs> um but yeah i I knew it was dark but i didn't know what how it got that way but it is because when lava cools i guess if it cools at a certain rate eventually crystals form but mm. if it cools so fast that no crystals form you get obsidian oh then it's smooth okay that's cool i did not know that so it's very fast cooling lava And uh, obsidian is a rock that is very fragile and it fragments easily, which makes it very easy to shape, which is why it was used a lot um, in older times to uh, build things out of or to carve things Mm -hmm. out of. So it was used a lot and with a lot of indigenous groups to create arrowheads or weapons Mm -hmm. in some way, because you can take one rock, hit obsidian rock, and it will carve things away or carve things out of it. Right. Makes sense. Same concept with mirrors. they would take the glossier layers of obsidian and stack them on top of each other.
1: Okay. And I think they were like very, very, very expensive. Like this is something that's not, was not accessible to anybody, but like the elite. People near lava. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean like the product of like an actual mirror was not just like a generic like (laughs) item for families back then.
2: Yeah. I, I, yes. it, It becomes a very expensive item. It's, was originally obsidian, and then about three thousand years ago. So the first five thousand years, obsidian.
3: Things then, are slow
2: going for mirrors for the first five thousand years. Yeah, slow. Mirrors, start. you know. Here's the thing about mirrors. They are all about that long con. They <laughs> yeah. are here. They said, "I've got time," and we're I say we play the long out.
1: game. Just wait it out. Yeah. <laughs> just wait
2: it out. Just wait it out. They go and for my <laughs> final act, and then they do... <laughs> and, <laughs> and then,
1: then they... you just have to wait and wait and wait. Yeah. I know.
2: So, uh, about 3,000 years ago, mirrors are now appearing in Egypt, like you just said, Mesopotamia, like you just said, and China. Oh. Those are the...
1: You weirdly know... Good for me. I said two old places. <laughs> well, hey, you know, for um,
2: if it were a random trivia question, you would have nailed it by guessing. So
1: That's exactly right. And don't you forget it.
2: <laughs> Many mirrors made in pre-colonial Mesoamerica are... Uh, even by today's standards called incredibly intricate art and marvels of painstaking craftsmanship. Wow. Um, There were mirrors, even uh, in ancient Greece that after obsidian, they were made in Greece from very thin layers of incredibly polished metal, usually copper. Um, Mm. And you just polish, 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 and then keep putting thin layers on top of each other until it's essentially a a full reflection in ancient China. It was uh, the same concept, but instead of copper, they used bronze. So, wow!
1: I like okay. to think I if I know. were
2: on um, Antique Roadshow, if mm-hmm. I saw now like a really ref- reflective bronze, I would be like, obviously ancient China. Like I would look like such obviously a, such a smarty. This is-
1: i'd be like is this that'd be like that's ancient china and they're like that's not bronze dumbass i'd be I'd like, be like oh. maybe if it were bronze idiot well, <laughs> idiot <laughs> who brings up who brings up uh, a, a obsidian <laughs> mirror to antiques show, idiot i feel like i'd be like this is literally like
2: eight thousand years old it's crazy fragile
1: um i feel like this is the least sensible sensical episode we've ever done like i don't even know what we're talking are you sure? about anymore but i i just keep speaking <laughs> i'm like what am i <laughs> I don't even know what I'm saying ever at all. Anyway. <laughs> Christine,
2: I missed you so much.
1: Look, <laughs> I feel like I, I don't, don't know how to speak to people anymore after the holiday. No,
2: no, 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 Mm-mm. no, no. Um, people have said that they like the, sh- the episodes where it sounds like we're on a phone call. This is it. If you want to know oh, what a phone call with us sounds like, it's <laughs> yeah, not this is good. What it's, it's like
1: it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> a five minute
2: conversation. Don't know her. It's always been at least Never three heard. hours long. For okay. Sure. Here we go. So hmm. there's just reflective, polished reflective metals was the main thing at the time. Centuries later, mirrors start okay. being made of glass, and I don't know enough about this. Again, this is one hundred and one, not like four hundred one. But I wonder why they didn't think of glass before. Like, did anyone even suggest it? And then at the meeting, they were like,
1: "That's fucking crazy.
2: Let's it's stick with what stupid. we know." Stupid. You know? Um.
1: I just feel like there was not that accessibility to glass. Like you had access to like if you lived by volcanic rock or volcanic formations, you could probably access obsidian. But I feel like glass, don't you need to like make make it out of sand and all this? I don't know. Is I wonder this again, about to show my true nature, which is
2: stupid. But like at an ocean, like like sea glass, is that
1: not sea glass is when um when you put, like, like Bottles and stuff break in, and then they get, and then they become sea uh, glass. They kind of turn into little. They look like little stones, but it's like from. I'm pretty sure it's like from an actual like a bottle of Heineken or something. Oh, I so think. it's like man-made glass. Become.
2: I, I thought know. so. Should we Google it? Let's learn together. Hang on. No, let's just pretend we know it. What is sea glass? I've already typed in the question. I'm sea on Wikipedia glass. for sea glass are naturally weathered pieces of glass which often have the appearance of tumbled stone. Sea glass is physically and chemically weathered glass. Oh,
1: okay, you're right. It's chemically weathered glass so it's found on beaches. Glass like from actual man-made glass that gets turned into kind of it like tumbles like a rock tumbler and becomes Man, like I pretty was... little rocks tricked this whole time i just thought I was like but what I part there of was the ocean is about... making
2: pretty sea glass like this
1: but i thought sand is how you make glass am i wrong well that would make sense because you
2: put you put like a dirt sand mixture in like right, rock tumblers right. to right, polish right, them. right right
1: oh yes you do okay silica sand heating quartz sand or silica sand yeah so i feel like it wasn't something you could necessarily like really make unless you had the right all techniques all and of products. a sudden i have i mean all of a sudden i have no idea how glass is made and i'm like actually well you like, need I to feel... t- well, we all know you need to heat it to temperatures above 3090 degrees Fahrenheit. And <laughs> okay. I guess if you have a volcano, that's pretty damn hot, right? So, sure is. <laughs> sure. How is. hot is a volcano? How-
2: <laughs> Wait, while you do that, I'm going to look up what the hottest volcano ever was. <laughs> hottest volcano ever. <laughs>
1: Oh my God! It's not hot enough. You can't make glass out of a volcano because it only goes up to twelve oh two thousand one hundred ninety degrees. And as we all know, glass needs to be made at, at least three
2: thousand ninety degrees. Okay, wait. How hot is blue lava? There's blue lava. I think that's actual that flavor. <laughs> <laughs> okay, actual lava is red orange. <laughs> Truly blue lava. I guess is that because, like, when, like, fire gets too hot, it becomes, like, a little blue on top? Is that what whoa. we're talking about? Oh, I'm guessing, because that's not on a Wikipedia, so it's not helping me. But truly blue lava would require temperatures of at least almost 11,000 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay, whoa. Which is how hot whoa. it feels in my apartment when Allison turns the temperature to 74, by the way. And um, that's why you have from... to buy
1: 80 blankets in the middle of the night.
2: Yeah. You said it on me. Allison, are you listening? <laughs> Uh, which is much higher than any lava can naturally achieve on the surface of the earth. Okay, so blue lava can't exist. I, er, felt, I didn't even know that and I knew that at the same time.
1: <laughs> You're like, that's kind of what I thought at the beginning, but we went on a like, weird journey to get back to what I already thought. I, um, like, I knew
2: I had never heard of blue lava because it didn't exist and now I've been no, told it does it exist. exist.
1: It does exist in Indonesia uh, on the island of Java. Sulfur. Okay. Can, is there you know? a
2: lava specialist who listens to this show can you fucking
1: tell us what's even going if you're on a here? magma specialist we'll accept that as well um <laughs> if you dabble in read. the
2: earth's crust that'd be great um <laughs> <laughs> okay do you um let's see if there was a if you could make lava any color obviously it would be on one two three purple
0: green oh. what
1: oh <laughs> I forgot what we were talking about. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but then red I and blue, I... you could make purple because red and blue. oh <gasps> That's so true.
2: Okay, maybe green then because mm. it's extra special.
1: Because it's like, it looks like ectoplasm, I think. Never been done before. Right, 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 right. right. Never been done. Take or pink, that in Indonesia. Because she's one of the girls. Pink would be cute. I like pink. Okay. theme volcano.
2: You know, lava would be a great
1: baby name. So would Magma.
2: But you got to be careful because Magma is, like, so probably going to become a douche. Mm. There's no
1: nerd named Magma. There's no one named Magma. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, we know you can't be a nerd named Magma. So (laughs) that's off the table. (laughs)
2: <laughs> but like you know like Lava, she'd go through a phase where she's like call me love, like lala. La, yeah, la. and like, <laughs>
1: it's like you can, just cuz your name doesn't have a nickname, you can't just make one up. Sorry. Um Lava <clears throat> is such a like a, 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 a I feel like that's like a San Diego like a beach surfer lava. name. My lava. name's
2: she ha- for sure has vocal fry. There's no way. Oh,
1: def defo. She doesn't
2: yeah. go my name's Lava. She's Lava. She couldn't. Like, you could, literally. Even couldn't. if she could, she would figure out how to not. We'd know. In case anyone's wondering, because I also had to think it, like, I did take my medication today, so I don't know what's happening, but I do feel <laughs> I, like
1: I, I did too. Not. I actually took it, like, right on time, also. So I don't know. Oh,
2: I gosh. don't know what's happening, but I'm loving the situation happening chemically inside of my head. I think maybe okay. I am too. <clears throat> here's a fact that you've already said um centuries later mirrors were made of glass that's how we got here by the way um oh right and because of this oh i should have finished my own fucking sentence mirrors were expensive symbols of the wealthy elite because glass was so hard to access
1: i literally okay i mean yes that's kind of yes yes, that's what we all landed upon um, (laughs) and then talked around for 25 (laughs) minutes but yes okay great So you can make glass. There is no blue lava. Let's be clear. Um, okay, well, you know what, magma experts, weigh in. Okay? Because <laughs> I feel like I'm right and M's wrong. I feel like okay.
2: Anyway, blah blah blah. So Um, mirrors eventually become even more commonplace, uh, only after trade routes open up that I'll have Mm -hmm. mirror markets, which to me is a mirror maze that I can't imagine (gasps) anything else.
1: Carnival. Yeah. Mirror market. That's kind of cool though. That's fun. Like if you don't have access to mirrors and you go through a mirror market and you're like, holy shit, I see me everywhere. Like that would be really trippy. Everywhere.
2: It would Mm. be like, like when, um, like Jack, Jack and the Incredibles all of a sudden is there's like 10 of him. But it's the first time you've oh. ever seen that. It's like the Spider-Man meme when they're, everyone's pointing at each other. Oh. oh, You. 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 Yeah. Imagine if you went on a first date with someone to the mirror market, and now they don't know yeah. which one's you. That would be and so And they just awkward. run into walls. They just run into mirrors because they're trying to find you. They
1: just run into Obsidian over and over again. <laughs>
0: Classic. <laughs> Classic first date so... mishap. Huh.
1: <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, trade routes open up, so mirror markets are become a thing. And on top of that, um, mirrors become more uh, like a want because the wealthy have them. So all of a sudden there's this demand for them. But the modern mirror itself, the one that we know, was not popular until the 13th century in Venice, Italy. That's the beginning of it Oh, okay. Bum, bum, bum. The process was created by layering clear, non-colored flat sheets of glass over Mm -hmm. a combination of metals like mercury and gold which oh my god gold is in a mirror not like you know you
1: have the glass and then it kind of looks like all spotty i feel like that they would put like metals behind the glass to make it like reflect back at you and it looks all kind of weathered and like i don't know you, I just Another thought mirror. of like
2: of all the things that go into a mirror. Gold was not on my list. Mercury also was not on my fucking list. That like can't be good. I know for about you. the
1: mercury. Yeah, no, certainly not. Is it? It's not still in mirrors. No, no, it no. can't be. I don't think so. It can't be. I mean, and okay. not, not in an unsafe level at least.
2: I was gonna say. So what if like a mirror shattered? Like now you have mercury poisoning. Like what happens? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I'm obviously not a scientist. All I know is well, yeah, I've been told not to ever. <laughs> I, I just weird. know you I'm not sure. supposed to touch mercury. I feel like it'd be weird to bring it home. And then what if everything shattered and now there's mercury all over the floor? And what I mean, if I was that's barefoot?
1: literally what's in a thermometer, so don't break it and eat it,
2: you know? <sighs> that's a good point. Um, mm. Okay, Thank these you. Venetian glass mirrors, because they were the first of their kind and they were made out of things like mercury and gold, these Venetian glass mirrors cost a fortune and were incredibly mm. popular among the upper class. And I like to imagine that... Um, there was a mirror somewhere that sat in a room with a celery vase, and they both just oh, symbolized wealth. Oh, you got to believe it. You got... Well, I do. Also, I found a <laughs> celery vase at my aunt's house, and she didn't even know what it was. Did you know that? <gasps> no. Oh, my God. That's kind of fun to be, like, the bearer of such great news. I literally felt like... I mean, I'm, as I'm here, confused about everything I've said so far. I was... Um, I felt like such a history buff because I was cleaning out part of her kitchen and I was like, oh my gosh, look at this vase. And I was like, did you know that this is a celery vase? And she was like, I didn't even know that was a thing. And then I got to do the whole history of the, the celery. That's blah,
1: blah. so special. Did you put it in the closet with the mirror so you could actually say that a mirror and a celery vase were in the same room? Because mm. that you could have really like your your own prediction could have come true. That's actually, I should have,
2: could have, would have, unfortunately. Mm. Next time. But um. Anyway, so just like the celery vase, uh, mirrors are seen as upper class and they became so popular and so, um, again, they were still really hard to make and they only came from Venice. So uh, they were incredibly hard to get because of that. They were very expensive. And I guess there was some sort of kerfuffle that, you know, if if I knew better how to do like newspaper research, I -hmm. would have looked into it. But. People were so desperate for mirrors that they had to write laws about who could and couldn't own mirrors. Surprise. What? It was the poor people, the poor people. Yeah, have wow. <laughs> um, but they also had to write laws for mirror. I, I'm just calling them mirror artisans. Cause I don't know what the right word would be. Mirrorists. Mm. Um, if you were a Venetian mirror maker, Mm-hmm. they wrote laws that you could never leave venice ever because yeah. they were afraid that you would share the Taking secrets on how to make a mirror elsewhere
1: oh my gosh
2: mm-hmm. that's horrifying mm-hmm. so all of a sudden it'd be like well then i quit and now they're even harder to make because there's less people making them you Yeah, know? you probably aren't allowed to quit <laughs> yeah at that point like are you just did you get trapped into a career forever probably. um probably so, as usual, limiting mirrors that way made the wealthy elite only want them more and made other people also want them more but they didn't even have access to it. So, go capitalism. Okay. Yeah. In standard. The 19th century, um where we are time traveling now. In the mm-hmm. 19th century, a method to quickly make mirrors finally came out of Germany. So, does that mean that from the 13th century to the 19th century, Venice was like the standard for a mirror the hot spot probably imagine if like right at the beginning of the 19th century you finally get a venetian mirror and then this new method comes out and it's like the germans are like
1: i ruined it
2: (laughs) (laughs) so there's this method uh comes out of germany and it's essentially coating glass with a thin layer of silver which I guess was more accessible mm. and it was cheaper and the glass maybe I think was thicker. And so the whole process was just more efficient. It was easier to make. Um, it really wasn't that big of a secret. And I like how the Germans were kind of like, what? Like, it's hard. Like, we just let everyone yeah, have this. Yeah, that's
1: pretty, pretty classic. They're like, engineering, what? Like, it's hard. And I'm yeah. like, yes, it's like, very hard. And I don't know how to do math, but thanks.
2: Why have we, we let Italy have this monopoly for 600 years on something that's so easy to make? Just swoop um, on in. So they now have mirrors, which are much more like the standard mirror, and they became household staples, especially through europe first and the clear glass technique spread globally so okay. uh since then we've had mirrors, and since then people have uh been coming up with beliefs about their power mm. and I mean think about never having seen a mirror. I guess you've seen your reflection maybe in like water or something well, I think but to about so clearly see yourself a lot.
1: Yeah, I think about that a lot, a lot, a lot. I don't know why, but it has always kind of bothered me. Like, what if you went back in time and you just never had, like, you just wouldn't, like, yeah, looking in water or, or like, a still pond or a bowl of water. I don't know, like, that's the only way. It feels like the best you had was, like, uh, yeah,
2: still pond. Because other than that, if there were no mirrors or cameras, your best bet was being able to afford Maybe oil once painting. or twice in your life is someone painting a picture of you, and like, right. you hope that they're good enough that you, yeah. Trust and if they if they like. fuck
1: up, they're they're just gonna be like, no, that is where your ear is. You just don't <laughs> know because you can't. See. Like, no, you do have you a constant your... boogie on, under your little nose. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that smudge is not a mistake when I sneezed. It's actually part of your face. You just can't I mean, see I'm, it. Truly, imagine though, like
2: paying for an oil painting when you're like thirty and finding out that you have. You're hot as hell.
1: <laughs> but imagine finding out you're like a total uggo, you know? Like <laughs> Yeah, well then honestly, probably for the best that you didn't know, so that you lived with the confidence, you know. There had like... to
2: be like you know how like, you know, time always is constantly evolving or language is constantly evolving with time. There had to be like some, you know, subtle phrase back then to be like, I hope they don't get a painting of themselves. You know, like <gasps> something of like oh I hope yeah, they never they're not find paint- out
1: paint worthy yeah 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 i like or like that. your um, friend
2: takes you out to dinner and they're like i'm gonna get a, a portrait of myself and everyone goes "Ooh, um
1: we knew hmm. this day would come <laughs> who's, <laughs> who's gonna tell her <laughs> <laughs> by now you've probably heard about burrow a new kind of furniture company known for timeless designs durable materials and details that make life in your space easier can get 15% off their first order at Burrow.com slash drink. That's
0: Burrow, B-U-R-R-O-W.com slash drink for 15% off. Burrow.com slash drink. Daylight saving time is starting up again. It may feel like there are more hours in the day, but if you're hiring, it doesn't necessarily help you find qualified candidates any sooner. There's only one way to do that, ZipRecruiter. Right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash drink. ZipRecruiter works around the clock to find qualified candidates for you. Once you post your job on ZipRecruiter, they send it to 100-plus job sites so you reach more of the right people. ZipRecruiter's smart technology also quickly scans thousands of resumes to identify people whose skills and experience match your job. Spring forward with a new hiring partner, ZipRecruiter, and find top talent sooner. See why 4 out of 5 employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash drink. Once again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash drink. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.
2: But yeah, like, I mean, I can't even imagine because we've seen our own reflection before we even understand the concept of mirror. I mean we're so small. I mean There's it's no... part
1: of like it's part of infant learning like to look in a mirror yeah. and learn and understand. Like that's part of learning nowadays. It's crazy to think there was a time when like most people never looked in a mirror. Never. And so for there to all of a sudden be
2: a creation that is easy to purchase, easy to create, it can be done anywhere and it's like relatively cheap compared to the last several yeah. centuries i mean this is the moment that people are like, game changer i have to imagine if tiktok was a thing back then there'd be a trend <laughs> where people were seeing themselves for the fucking
1: first time like even though they had be... tiktok so they could really just film themselves but they didn't think of that i know
2: if there was a way to spread trends i feel like that would be like right here's a, a moment or like yeah If anyone has ever found like a postcard or a letter from them being like, "We saw ourselves for the first time," that would blow my
1: damn mind. That'd be so cool. (gasps) Don't Um, send it to M because M throws old things in the trash. Send it to me and I'll keep it forever. (laughs) That I would keep,
2: like to see that like someone is
1: discovering
2: something that's so normalized today. That's so cool. I'm glad that you think this
1: because I think about this all the time with the mirrors. Like I've spent a lot of my life thinking about like what would it have been like to never look in a mirror. Which it makes yeah. me sound vain. I don't mean it in a vain way. I just mean like as like a self identity no. way. Um, so I'm glad that I totally... you also had the thought. Yeah,
2: and also, well, okay. I know we're spiraling. I'm so sorry. Imagine like a like a what the beauty standard must have been then. Like you couldn't even really fix yourself if you didn't know what you looked like.
1: You know, like if you were yeah, they didn't if have you felt like pressured. Walgreens swart remover. You know, it's like well shit. Yeah.
2: Oh well. Anyway, so ever you since fix have... yourself.
1: Uh, you know what I mean. No one has to fucking Blah blah <laughs> gonna blah yeah, I'm going to quote that on Reddit. Did anyone else hear? Thank MC? you,
2: thank you. I can't wait to get canceled mm. over it. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, if people are saying like, oh, you have to have this type of cheekbone, and you're like, well, what the fuck do I? Ha-? I don't know. Like, I don't know. You got to tell me. Um, yeah. Anyway, so people started having, you know, all sorts of thoughts on mirrors, and if they, I mean, it was such a powerful invention that. Mm-hmm. There was power behind it already. It probably different felt magical, had... almost. Yes, I know this is like a stupid comparison, but I've said it before. The first time I ever tried VR, I like cried. I yeah. like couldn't understand. I like my brain. No human brain was ever meant to. It feels like see you've like that.
1: elevated to like a n- next level of humanity. Almost, you're like, what? Yeah. The possibilities
2: are endless. I imagine, and even um, I've said this too. When I did Ancestry, and I figured out like what one of my relatives' names was, mm. and all I ever wanted to know was anything about him i figured out his name i started crying i imagine the first yeah. time you fucking see yourself and not and yeah like, it's like an identity oh, thing not even a weird morphed like 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 you're blurry. not seeing yourself off of some weird polished copper like you're seeing your whole ass body for the first time or yeah, like i think like even you know what it must see your family about, like, you can all see your family
1: Okay, I was about to say. Think about like looking yourself and saying, "Holy shit, I look like my dad who passed," or like, "Oh my god, I have my mom's eyes." You know, like I feel like things like that that you wouldn't even necessarily know how to recognize.
2: Yeah, or to have a mirror in a room where like that was like in a common room and you and all of your kids could like stand next to
1: each other and look at your. Just no wonder they're haunted. I'm like, (laughs) you got a mirror from like 1850 and put it in your house and like. (laughs) you you see a family in it it's probably because they just stood there and stared at themselves all day and it's an imprint i don't know i feel like no wonder they're fucking haunted
2: it also makes me like not very surprised that so many artists have like portraits of themselves that they did by looking in a mirror it's like yeah fair point it's like i want to remember this when i don't have a mirror nearby you know or like i can i trust myself as an artist to do the best representation of what i look like so let me do it before someone else does it
1: I want people to know how hot I am and where my ear goes. And I'm also Van Gogh. (laughs) Exactly. Um, So many cultures
2: had a bunch of different beliefs uh, come out of the invention of mirrors. And you talked already about um, some older places. So we'll start there. And many Mesoamerican cultures, uh, mirrors especially had powers in religious ceremonies and practices. Mm. And I don't know if that kind of started the trickle down effect of like oh these are portals to another space but i think maybe it just blew their minds in general that they were they were like this has to be a creation from not man like
1: something yeah it feels like elevated yeah
2: yeah and so uh they thought that there was a lot of power in them in ceremonies and in a lot of ancient mayan um or Maya ritual and burial sites there are mirrors that are often recovered in Um, Mm. like archaeological finds there's always
3: mirrors because
2: they were involved so much some mesoamerican cultures actually also thought that mirrors connected you to the other world so they started using mirrors when it came to scrying and divination Mm. although it was used more for viewing than like future casting it wasn't um like a mirror i feel like that's tricky so i just wanted to say it that like i guess a mirror and a crystal ball Are different things or are thought of as different things a lot of times i feel like like in broad broad strokes a lot of people think oh a crystal balls you can see the future which if you listen to our rituals episode on (laughs) crystal balls (laughs) you find out very quickly that it's just kind of actually a a mind trick to get yourself not really in a trance but it's really a form of meditation and lets you think clearly and it almost is um, a trance
1: i mean some sort of a trance but yeah like a like a meditative state yeah
2: Yeah, it's almost like like listening to sleep sounds or something is how I equate it. It's like it's just kind of helping your mind empty and focus on one thing. And right, but glass in general and mirrors in general were used for, um, for viewing or I guess something on the same level. Versus, Mm, oh, I'm I'm going to I can have premonitions now. Right. Okay. Mirrors were therefore associated with powerful figures. A lot of shamans were associated with mirrors. And then there was an Aztec deity named uh or which means uh, smoking mirror. And it was Ooh. often depicted he was often depicted holding um an obsidian mirror. So oh, cool. I love when they've got a deity who has like a little accessory. Like if an you accessory. were gonna make a, you were gonna make a barbie doll of this deity
1: Boom. Fuck yeah where's his
2: mirror so Here um actually i don't it's even know pink. if it's a, a guy <laughs> i don't even know if it's a guy um te- 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 well anyway um uh, it's nice to know that if they made an action figure out of you, you'd be holding an old dirty lemon and maybe your social security <laughs> card after you found it on the floor.
1: No, you'd be um, holding it. You'd be behind me like, wait, you <laughs> dropped this. <laughs> you'd be holding what all it, my belongings.
2: <laughs> what a fuck you that my accessory would be your things. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: know that's the best part. And I'm just like, free freewheeling well, around you'd actually have no yeah.
2: accessories because you drop everything yeah i do- right. i
1: wouldn't be able to keep on keep a hand your hands it, would just no. be free
2: just sorry and you'd have a confused
1: look like where is it you know and would be like I did, but i don't really care because someone will yeah. find it for me
2: <laughs> yeah actually you're doing this you're going ah whatever
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's fine <laughs>
2: In these belief systems it's um the ones that I've already talked about it's mainly the mirrors themselves that are portals and doors but the like paranormal element or the like creepy element it's not focused on the reflection in the mirror
0: it's okay. that the mirror okay.
2: itself is a standalone powerful entity I- I but see. there are but there are other beliefs that focus more on the reflection um, a lot of mirror symbolism in history has, for very obvious reasons, uh, been associated with vanity. Even in mm-hmm. Latin, the word "mirror" is uh, "mirari," which means to admire. And, oh, sure, okay. And mirrors are also associated um, in ancient Greece with the cautionary tale of Narcissus. Narcissus,
1: um, do you know this story? Yes, where he stared at himself in a pond and was so enamored. So he's a man who was so he was yeah.
2: He was so beautiful that he was beloved by all. And one day (laughs) he saw his own reflection in the water and fell in love with himself and ended up dying longing for himself, but could Mm -hmm. never have him. Um and then so there's that's again its own cautionary tale about vanity. Don't let yourself get obsessed with your looks. Right. Um, in some Christian narratives, there's also an inherent danger in your reflection because by seeing or appreciating your own reflection, uh, mm. they are considered graven images or a carved idol used right. as an like object Right, like you're of idolizing worship. yourself
1: over. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, especially like so. There's Amish communities, and and uh, again, broad strokes here, but in Amish communities, it's generally believed that l- the likeness of yourself to show right. it at all is a sin and so to avoid vanity that's why a lot of amish people avoid being photographed and even their own like baby dolls don't have faces on them which cannot be <laughs> an eerier sight when you first see it um yeah but the reason yeah. the reason for it i've i i have seen amish dolls and i did not know the reason just yet and i was like that doesn't Uh look finished (laughs) i was like that's the (laughs) creepiest thing i've
1: ever seen it's like but now erase their face but yes but it is uh, yeah
2: it's it's intentional because their uh belief system is to avoid reflecting human likeness because they don't want you obsessing over looks or you know anything like that because it's distracting you from a bigger picture today most amish people seem to believe that the mirrors don't actually capture you know your reflection isn't a graven image, but they do still a lot of times avoid being photographed. Yeah. Um. And I just want to put it out there because I always thought this as well. And it was just pure ignorance. You steal the is, soul thing? Yes. I had no... Yeah, we, I
1: didn't know. Yeah, I just heard we it and always, just kind of
2: moved on with life.
1: Growing up in Ohio, we would visit Amish country a lot. And that was definitely one of those ignorant stupid rumors we would always spread like did i you know always that thought it was you real you can't take a photo because i think that your souls there's yeah that's it's yeah it's kind of yes
2: so let me let me state it for everybody else it is an urban legend that uh amish people believe that getting a photo of themselves or looking into a mirror will trap their soul inside of the picture or the mirror and it will prevent them from going to heaven um, yeah not true i thought it was true but that was also because i didn't have an amish person to like ignorantly yeah. ask a question about yeah um but the the reality is that it they don't think their soul's going to be trapped in there they're just trying to avoid vanity for their religious beliefs right um so that being said i have heard a tour guide say some pretty um ignorant yeah. things i don't know if that's to like bolt like boost up the tour or something but it gets spread very easily so if you hear it just
1: it's not true like grain of salt. Um, or grain of mm. sand. Grain of quartz sand. Oh. Oh.
2: Oh. Grain of sand. Shard of sea glass. I you mean, what me.
1: else? What do you say? <laughs> you tell me know. what do you say. I don't know. All <laughs> of this is improv. Either. I have no what, idea. None of this
2: is anything. <laughs> Every conversation we've ever had was improv, for sure. Because yeah, unless it's sure, written down on shape. this fucking Microsoft Word improv. document. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> uh, okay, so yes, not a real Amish belief, but they do believe that any likeness could be dangerous. Um so. Okay. Uh there are European traditions out there called puppets. I guess puppet, puppet, puppet. Puppet? Um they're essentially powerful dolls that represent a person in rituals. So oh. Cool. In this sense, a doll is a reflection of you, so uh, because it's a reflection of you, whatever harm happens to it can be done to you. It's what oh, no. has become stereotypically known as a voodoo doll.
1: I see. Okay. Okay. Um, which,
2: apparently, this was falsely attributed with voodoo. I did not know that, but during the American occupation of Haiti, a lot of um, Haitian practices were vilified, but... Mm. You know, this also this existed in other cultures. So, right, I, okay. You know, many people think that once a person dies, this is also something I I heard growing up. Um, not in my own home, but enough that it didn't seem weird to me. It felt like it was like kind of normalized. Is uh, once a person dies, mirrors in the house should be covered, or the wandering soul could get trapped inside. I know. Yeah, I've heard that as well. I feel like this is a stereotype that I I don't fully believe but i do weirdly respect uh like i'm uh, you know blah, 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 i respect all beliefs but yeah, i just want to put that out there but this is one that like it doesn't s- sound as odd to me this one yeah feels well I, more I, at home. I i
1: feel like we've seen that like when we went to i mean winchester it, correct me if i'm wrong winchester where she was in mourning and would cover the mirrors like i feel mm-hmm. like that was something we've seen like it, historically yeah it, it's i yeah and it's so also I hard if it's... to like criticize someone's like grief tactic you know so that's it's, like, gotta be it you know it's like well if that's what you f- believe or feel if your version say, of, like well... if your
2: version of grieving is putting a blanket on a mirror like girl do whatever you gotta do like yeah, yeah. <laughs> for real <laughs> um also i feel like maybe it feels more normalized in my head because i did always grow up hearing like oh you know mirrors are portals to the other side so with that in mind it's like oh well if the soul goes to the portal on the other side they might you can like, like make that connection yeah yeah i feel like there's like some irrational totally. rationale you know yeah um in more like a logic forms, there yes yeah, mm-hmm. yeah yeah you gotta take a couple of leaps but not as many as others <laughs> yeah yeah sure you tell me. In more intense forms of this belief of you know mirrors having to be covered, there are other groups, of people who think that all reflective surfaces must be covered when someone dies all the way down to glasses of water. oh wow, okay, because even that could trap the spirit, which that that goes a little further than what I would comfortably kind of believe on my own but the thought alone is still like a, if it's a what if, and it's real, like how scary, like can you imagine your whole fucking life? You have this big, great life and then you get trapped in a fucking Dasani bottle. I'd be like, oh my God, <laughs> like,
1: are you kidding bottle? me? Oh, I hate Dasani. Oh, it would be terrible. <laughs> I'd be so bummed out. At least make it, you know, at least Evian. make a and
2: spring or something. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh God. I mean, again, not to like fucking joke about people's beliefs, but like, you're right. That, know, is a, if that is a belief. Like that's very scary. That's very scary
2: very scary or like i mean it's one of those things where you i at least because i didn't grow up with that kind of um you know understanding of things but um it makes you really wonder like what is reflective that's around you right now and you're not paying attention to and it's like oh i have to c- cover up my captain america shield are you kidding me oh, like oh no that'd be the one thing i'd want to see if i was dead i'd be like one i last know
1: time. one last yeah. time yeah
2: put me in there it, and also it makes you wonder like what's the on a spectrum of reflection like at what point like if it's shiny
1: at all it's covered is that what it is or like Like, does your like watch count you know like your watch is it shiny the windows like my tv when it's turned
2: off does that mean (gasps) i have to watch tv all day just to get through it oh gosh okay fine i
1: guess yeah it's hard
2: life um so anyway I i would like to sit with more of an expert on that and be like what what's the situation so um many people believe that when a person dies you cover everything up Um, depending on the culture this can also be seen as not just protecting the soul but like you said just being respectful and creating a non-distracting environment for people in mourning so um, good on you for realizing that (laughs) thank you so much (laughs) there's a chinese funeral tradition where anyone who sees the reflection of the casket will suffer even more grief and could even bring on another death which that terrifies me oh no 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 my thought is like because we're already all focusing on one spirit that any reflection is a portal for others to come through. Or, you know, sure. something like that. You're like just um, extenuating
1: the the
2: death. So I wonder if that means like do caskets in China or in in these areas at least? I wonder are they like sanded down so there's no gloss on them just in case like I I, I don't know. It'd be a cultural difference.
1: But oh wait, it'd be ma- interesting. I think they mean. I think they mean like to see the casket in a reflection of something else right oh maybe like to see the casket reflected in the like reflection of the casket you're right i thought it was like if they see oh god if the casket like is themselves. shiny i was like
2: then don't you just not make it shiny
1: Yeah, (laughs) easy solution.
2: (laughs) I was like, I can fix that one. Okay, good job. (laughs) Um, some lore says that your soul travels while you sleep, which we've talked about this a lot. Mm -hmm. So it's also best to avoid sleeping with a mirror facing your bed, or to even have a glass of water beside you because the glass could be a reflection. Which I always thought of. Yeah, well, that just not the the silver part. Maybe cover that up. Um, Oh, okay. I feel like uh, with a mirror facing your bed i always took it an even darker route of like oh it's an open portal and like demons are gonna come out at night and maybe that's like yeah that's the way i always always went where it's more dangerous than your soul i've always had
1: a a big draw to feng shui and i've found it very fascinating ever since i was little and i feel like i for some reason have a very like natural inclination to understand Mm it um and i follow a few tiktokers who do like uh uh traditional feng shui and like explain it and i just find it so fascinating um and for some reason like the mirror thing i just from day one i was like yeah no you can't put a mirror i, I don't really know why it's just in my head i'm like mm. that doesn't you can't put a mirror by your bed it's just bad energy i don't know i don't know if it's because the portal thing if it's a reflection If it which just is weird because weird. i I, know.
2: I have a mirror facing my bed and I've never gotten any weird vibes from it. I I wonder if it's because it's so far away,
1: or I don't. I mean, I, I don't think know. it's probably just more like if it if it's something that like bothers you, you know. I mean, I think if you don't feel but anything I also, weird about it, then
2: I also wonder though if there's a science to it. Like, is it just like an uncanny valley thing of seeing yourself at night in the dark, and like, Ooh, like could the could you moving and from the corner of your eye it feels like a shadow walked by, like. I wonder if like you're setting yourself up for like fear, (laughs) a jump scare. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, Maybe.
2: Even if your soul doesn't wander, which is uh, we kind of just touched on this, but even if your soul doesn't wander away, and that be the reason you keep a mirror away from your bed, but spirits who watch you through the open portal, they can reach out and find you. So that's mainly the fear that uh, I have. And they know when
1: you're sleeping. That's not good. And they know
2: when you're awake. They They know if you've been bad or good.
1: Bad or good. So it'd be good for goodness' sake.
2: <laughs> or they'll get you. Um, all sorts of villains. Villains? Did I write that? All sorts of villains. Are supposed... I did write villains. All sorts. Every
1: of villains are supposed... villain is lemons. <laughs> 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 is that what you wrote? Because um, you could probably see. I think <laughs> what I,
3: I.
2: think what I meant was demons, and I was just tired writing the notes. villains.
3: <laughs> also, sorts, sorts of
2: demons or dark spirits or whatever are supposed to live in mirrors i guess villains do if if you're writing like the next incredibles movie by the way this is your moment to make a mirror monster go Um, for it since all villains apparently live in mirrors um and again because it's a portal between two worlds just as our soul can go to them at night they can come to us at night so In Ireland, this is one superstition that if you look in a mirror at night, you can see a fairy, which is apparently very bad luck. You can also see demons or you could have bad visions of your own health. Yikes. Oh, no. Um, Eventually, I imagine stories like this over time of don't look in a mirror because of our personal belief. Oh, don't look in a mirror because of our personal belief. All of them kind of, you know, circled through the world and we get creepy, scary games like Bloody Mary. Yeah. Um, which uh, we covered in episode 90. And it involves going into a bathroom in the dark, facing the mirror, and chanting Mary's name. Sometimes, apparently, based on where you live, you have to chant Mary's name 47 times? What? Can you imagine accidentally doing it 48 times and now you have to start all over? <laughs> Bullshit. Can you
1: imagine saying Bloody Mary 46 times and then accidentally saying Muddy blarry" and being like, <laughs> shit, <laughs> now I have to start over?
2: <laughs> You know, if you're doing it with like your little sister or something and she fucks up you, God damn it. Like,
0: (laughs) just like, oh, you ruin everything.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Do you know that I remember recording the Bloody Mary episode because I was so freaked out. I remember where I was sitting. It was my old house in Los Angeles and Uh we were both sitting there and I was, I kept looking over my shoulder talk about feng shui the chair was like my back was facing the door and i just kept looking behind me it scared me that episode well if you'd like to go
2: be scared and listen to apparently what could become our two-parter go back in time and listen to the (laughs) bloody mary episode um these are some of the things if you count i guess between three to 47 times if you say her name that many these are the things that could happen based on where you live and what the cultural differences are some right. say that playing Bloody Mary leads to Mary's head appearing in the mirror with blood running down her face. Some people say her body appears with a bloody neck and no head at all. Oh. Sometimes uh, drops of blood fall out of the mirror. My God. Oh! Sometimes Mary manifests physically and comes out of the mirror with yeah. a knife to drag you back into the mirror with her forever. And me at 13 is like, <laughs> Cool, <laughs> let's do it. And every single person was like, "Sign me up." All children decided this is a good idea. Like, what Spe- the fuck? Speaking of which, because it talked about her bloody neck, I gotta ask. Because I just asked um, Allison earlier, I was like, "Where does your neck end, and where does your throat begin?" And at w- and how big is the threat?
1: You know, I always like- thought your <laughs> threat. I always thought your throat <laughs> was like in your neck. Like I thought this whole thing was your neck, and like your throat no. is just the part where you swallow. And I don't know. I mean that's just in my own. Oh, maybe. I always
2: thought your throat externally and internally was the part to the front and then the sides and back are the neck. No?
1: Oh, so you think it was just like the back of her neck? (laughs) She kept her throat? (laughs) (laughs) Like her tongue still flopping
3: around there. Oh
1: God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. No, that makes belief, sense. What was the belief that you had, like when you played Bloody Mary as a kid? Like, what was the story? Which again, we probably talked about in episode ninety, but yeah. I don't remember.
2: It was much more tame than any of those descriptions. It was just that, like, you would see someone standing behind you.
1: I yeah, I thought it was like her. She her mine was always her head would appear in the mirror, like her face would appear in the mirror.
2: Her head only, like, was it floating, or did she have her no threat?
1: So- <laughs> wow, <laughs> you know, considering you I ask- didn't learn the word threat until. <laughs> two seconds ago um i don't think that was part of the game um but i just yeah i, I feel like the, the story i was told was like she would just appear in the mirror i don't think there was even like a more of a description than that you know what's
2: wild is like for bloody mary it's like no one tells you what happens after she's appeared it's like do you just stand there and stare at each other and have yeah, a fucking that, staring
1: contest does I she walk away somebody i think somebody just always screams yeah and then, and everyone, then everyone screams and then yeah. mom yells downstairs like go to bed and then yeah you're all in trouble. Like what if you saw her? Like
2: what? At some point, maybe no one's lived to tell the tale. Oh mm-hmm. no, that's a good way to end it. Okay. Um, some say that uh, this is another um, mirror stereotype that we have discussed over and over. But some say hanging a mirror on a door also creates a portal for demons to enter your house. Oh no! So like if you put it on your front door, then you've technically erased the door um <laughs> <is> bad news <laughs> but other people say that if you hang a mirror above a door it keeps demons and bad oh, spirits out sure it's like reflecting
1: them away
2: sure but i also but like on the if you're hanging it wouldn't it be the same wouldn't yeah. it be the same thing when you be erasing that chunk of wall yeah you'd think so i guess bricks are stronger i don't know i don't know some modern practitioners of witchcraft use mirrors to actually block negative energies even though it is common lore and stereoty- stereotypical to say that mirrors are only bad and only bring energy towards you. So Okay, fair point. A lot of people use them to push them out. I wonder what you, what, like, speaking of, like, kinky people, I don't know, since Mm. you've got your weird little compartment, you can answer this, maybe. (laughs) But for the people who, like, put mirrors on the ceiling because they Mm want to, like, watch stuff go down. Ooh la la. What is happening there with the spirits?
1: Uh, They are saying, next, next portal, please. I don't think I (laughs) need to be involved in this situation. Or they're saying, ooh, ooh,
2: I let me in. I don't know. Is putting mirrors on your ceiling kind of like the cinemax for ghosts it's like oh let's flip through the channels go to portal portal
1: you're like at a hotel and you're like oh shit i didn't mean to scroll so far you know it's
2: like hang on hang on
1: hang on i didn't pay for this Uh, yeah, maybe I I don't mind, but like, what if I just scroll through one more time and just linger a little too long? See what's going on now.
2: Now that we're here, maybe we just watch, and if someone like walks in the room, I'm gonna keep my finger on the last button just in case, right? Just 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 go
1: back to Nickelodeon real quick. Um, (laughs) do you do you did you watch House of Usher?
2: Is that porn? What are you talking about? House of Usher,
1: the fall of of Usher. usher. i don't know what you're talking and about and all his many kinks no um <laughs> it's like uh, well, no. <laughs> how did we get it's, here it's uh it's uh it's that new netflix uh drama or uh horror series about um edgar Allan poe, nope. edgar Allan poe. i don't okay. even know what you're talking about no oh okay you know he did um he it's the same guy who did um uh haunting of hill house and haunting of bly manor oh, and Midnight okay. Midnight um didn't
2: know. But I yeah. swear to God, I wasn't joking. I really thought there must be a connection to porn or Usher. Or Is both. it about Usher?
1: Or both. Uh, <laughs> it's Mike Flanagan. Sorry, just to give cred. But uh, it's really good. But there's a whole thing about a mirror. So I just... Oh, all right. Fun fact. If you want to watch it. It's really good.
2: It's all very about creepy. a mirror, which is interesting because Black Mirror was very rarely about oh, a mirror.
1: A black one, too. Obsidian. Oh. <gasps> <laughs> just saying.
2: And just like that. I'm... <laughs> Um. Okay, I promise I'm almost done. I know we've gone for quite some time now. I promise we're almost done. I'm loving it. Um. <laughs> but uh, anyway, there's another belief that... Okay, we already did that. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, some modern witches today say that they think spirits pass by and see their reflections and actually scare themselves and run away. So that's like... oh, So instead of mirrors bringing things toward you, even if they bring it toward you, then they see themselves and freak out and, and run. So it ends up blocking energy. Um, oh, I guess okay. that de- depends on which coven or belief system you're or like working how with. How you're maybe using it as a tool, how you're using it. Yeah, interesting. I do like the idea of like seeing yourself is so scary that you gotta bounce, but it does kind of play <laughs> off of jump the scare. <laughs> <laughs> jump scare. It does feel like it plays off of like certain like once you're a ghost you don't have a reflection once you're a vampire you don't have a reflection mm, so maybe they true. see themselves and they go holy shit i thought i'm not supposed to be able to see
1: this anymore i haven't seen my wart in hundreds yeah. of years <laughs> it's like all yeah. of a sudden i'm back in the 1800s and i can't or see what if again. you never looked in a mirror and now you're dead and you're like that's what i looked like
2: you know oh my god oh yeah if you were if you died before mirrors and mirrors, now you can right? see a reflection you're probably you like must jesus like, what, is what is the that? fuck is going on Yeah um huh i feel like that could i could really spiral with that concept i know let's, i know i'm sorry i keep like leading quickly. us astray i just i just we could quickly, really children quickly 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 quickly, quickly, quickly. um bah, 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 bah. oh this leads to the belief that vampires and other creatures don't have reflections because they don't have souls apparently witches also fall into this category for some people that Which I love that they're doing mirror work, but, like, couldn't possibly have their own fucking reflection. Also, I know witches, and I promise (laughs) I have taken pictures of them, and they show up in the goddamn picture. Um, But (laughs) What
1: witches? uh, (laughs) I don't see any.
2: But there is newer folklore these days, which I love that folklore has to change and evolve with the story. It's so cool. New folklore theorizes that vampires actually would have reflections. In modern oh. day mirrors, because old mirrors were made or of silver, silver <gasps> which is what vampires couldn't be near. Em,
1: that just clicked for me.
2: I never understood that. But now they'd be able to be seen in a mirror because mirrors aren't made with silver anymore. Whoa, that is tripping me out. Which also makes me think, would a werewolf survive a bullet if silver isn't what makes bullets anymore?
1: You know what? There's only one way to find out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> grab the baby gun no um <laughs> <laughs> uh no but so it's just like oh well with new inventions you like almost have to come up with like like what if like what what if the ingredient and in garlic yeah you know what if that changed what if we're like now like see, like, it, like leading well, you that now?
1: you know when they're like bananas like have are different than they were like 40 years ago because they yeah. got yeah or there used to be purple carrots modified. and now they're
2: orange it's like yeah. well what if not all carrots you know like what if it's the orange carrots that you you're fine with but the purple carrots you're right. okay
1: anyway so so many
2: nowadays vampires <laughs> nowadays vampires would have uh no reflection or would have reflections i guess unless That's they went crazy. to an antique store um but another online theory has cropped up that uh Vampires were only uh, invisible in mirrors, not because they didn't have a soul and thus no reflection, but because silver actually cleanses reflections, which I don't know where that information comes from, but
0: hmm. that's one of the
2: sources that I guess silver was. Oh, 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 oh no, I do have it. Sorry, I, I missed a bullet. Um, a silver bullet? <clears throat> <laughs> wow, good one, Christine. By the way, speaking of au, um I. Speaking of Awu, yeah. I saw a baby at the airport yesterday, and I do this thing that everybody has probably heard at least once in their (laughs) life. If you've heard my voice, where um, when I get really excited about things, I have this kind of like gay little chirp. I go ah, like I just can't, yeah, with the hand, I can't stop myself for sure. I saw a baby, and it was like a toddler. It was like Leona's age, Uh and I waved to the baby. Baby, not interested. But then Mm -hmm. had a had a thought about it again and seemed interested all of a sudden and then turns around a second time and waves to me with a big goofy smile (gasps) and so I got so excited I looked at and I went ah, and the baby did it back no and went (laughs) and went ah (laughs) okay now that's delightful I was like that's precious
1: okay now that would happen in a sitcom and I'd go that would never happen like that's how cute that is yeah
2: I was like I think I accidentally just like Taught him how to be a girly, which I love. Yeah, but which like I was like good for him, good for him. Um. Okay. So, funkle um, again. <laughs> and for my next trick, um, there's a theory that uh vampires were only invisible in mirrors because silver actually cleansed their reflection. Because the reason silver was so popular at a different time was because it was a purifying agent, or thought to be ah. a purifying agent to treat disease. Ah. Okay. Um, and so. It was by being in a mirror, it was treating disease or spiritual ailments, spiritual disease by getting rid of vampires. Which is what Um, a vampire has. Okay. So, if that is technically true, and with modern mirrors, they would be able to see themselves, then vampires have always had reflections. There was just things in their way.
1: I see. Interesting.
2: I love this. Yeah. Um, it's also said that when ghosts or demons walk by mirrors, the mirror might crack or tarnish because it is trying to hold in their spiritual power,
3: Ooh, Um,
2: which that terrifies me. But it would also make sense why in a lot of like scary stories, it's like, oh, and then all of a sudden this thing shattered or all of a sudden this thing, you know, imploded on itself.
1: Um, Interesting. We've had people talk about glass just like breaking. There was one
2: story on a listener's episode where like in college, like her whole mirror shattered or something. That's exactly what I was thinking about. Yeah. Sometimes the image of the creature walking by in the mirror is said to even permanently stay reflected in the mirror, like a <laughs> broken screensaver, I guess. Oh, no. Um, which, imagine if only, like, one time in her goddamn life could Bloody Mary do this, where she's like, oh, well, I'll just stay here forever then. And then you can walk <laughs> back and forth. She's still there. You've got the evidence, you know? Yeah.
1: You got her. Yeah. And her throat. Or with threk? Her threk, obviously. Yeah, um, obviously. And
2: this one, I think, is, like, so smart. Mirrors used to be used by doctors and morticians to make sure they weren't accidentally burying patients alive because they would hold a mirror close up to the their breath. mouth to see if breathing would leave fog.
1: Yeah, I've seen or that on TV shows where they would hold the mirror up. So I had no idea. Alive. Yeah, Didn't even occur to me. But
2: I feel like that is, like, some of the smartest medical strategizing I've yeah, ever
1: seen. yeah 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 it's like diy <laughs> grassroots DIY. medicine yeah
2: mirrors have also continued to be used as divination tools for centuries and i also thought i could just um end on an, a few more superstitions and i I, an- I ended specifically on ireland just because we started with ireland sure. but one is that if two people look in the mirror at the same time, one might die soon, which yikes. Oh, um, no. <laughs> what about that era where we all like before selfies and we all had to take mirror pictures?
1: Oh, God. And then you'd see all the dirt all over your mirror. Or was that just yeah. me? <laughs> like, there's just like splotches on it and it reflects back on your digital camera. Oh, God.
2: Another one is if you look in the mirror at midnight on Halloween, you will see in the reflection your future spouse. I personally think it'd be hysterical if you looked and now you're like is that my spouse or is that bloody mary like it could no. be both <laughs> she has a crush um, on me.
1: i feel like you'd look i feel like i'd look in and it would just be me and i'd be like yep sorry i'd be got. like it was those damn
2: <laughs> shoulders i knew it years ago um <laughs> i love myself
1: a- i'm narcissus <laughs> oh i see what and you're love. saying i thought you literally meant if it was you <laughs> Oh, I meant I meant it was just me and uh, I got there. Oh, you yeah. met for you? <laughs> no, I meant I look in it and you it's were like, me alone. "What if it
2: was me? Wouldn't that be crazy?" If it was that me, be and crazy? I was like, "This is gay. I love it." Unless,
1: yeah. no. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm
2: just I'm just joking. But like, if only. If but like, let's too. go
1: along for the ride. See where it takes us. <laughs> um, no, I meant I'm, I'm going to look in the mirror. It's just going to be me, and they're going to be yes. like, "See, you're alone forever." Ha ha. Good luck. I understand, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um
2: uh okay so here's another one that i think is just so odd and it's only because i didn't grow up with it but when i read it i was like i never expected this to be one full sentence um you have to peel an apple in one continuous peel without breaking the skin and then look in the mirror to see your reflection and the most intricate version of this is that you're facing the mirror you're peeling the apple, don't break the skin, then you throw the skin over your left shoulder, and when you look at it later, it yes. will have formed into the shape of the in your initial. initials, the initial yeah. of who you're gonna marry,
1: yeah, I've heard that, um,
2: which I think is super cool, like it sounds honestly like the fun game. it feels like a Halloween bobbing for apples kind of game, it, yeah there's like something about game. these
1: apples, yeah, that are like part little were, teenage party games were apples just like the most accessible thing it for all these damn be. people. I mean, horses were eating them, so they couldn't have been that special. <laughs> like, well, I mean, not that got horses extra. aren't special, but, you know. I... Right. Actually,
2: I'm kind so, of craving sorry. apples, so that's my fun little treat after we record. Um, Ooh, good for you. You're to be a little crazy today, huh? you got to have an FLT fun little treat, or else it's just not going to go well today. <laughs> um, do tell me. Also, uh, there's a related ritual that if you cut an apple into nine slices, eat the first eight, and then throw the ninth at the mirror... Your future husband will catch the slice. Wild. Has He's anyone got really done good this with success? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, has anyone? You wouldn't know unless you were the person on the receiving end, and a slice of apple came out of your mirror. Right. Yeah. Like, how like, else would you catch it?
2: I don't understand. Talk about FaceTime, because then, like, you catch it, <laughs> then you look in the mirror. There's
1: a person you don't know. Do you throw it back at them? Like, what do you? Did you know that's actually why um, they named it Apple? Why? FaceTime? Apple?
3: Because of the Apple. <laughs> what? Was that a bad joke or is that
2: true?
0: <laughs> no, it's not true.
1: I oh. was saying, like, because you said FaceTime, original FaceTime. I said, yeah, that's why they named the company Apple. You know? <laughs> okay, anyway, that is it doesn't It's I literally it, the dumbest thing.
2: No, no, no. I took it literally and I was like, FaceTime. <laughs> i <I'm> such an <laughs> idiot just ignore me let's let's move just, past um, it evidence that i will always blindly follow whatever you're I saying i love that for me <laughs> thanks <laughs> okay last thing i'm gonna say is that newlyweds are supposed to stand in front of a mirror together uh, this so get ready blaze um <laughs> oh. so so that their souls are bound together in the spirit world by their
1: reflections no thanks that seems like a a lot of pressure like getting married is one thing but like binding your souls together for eternity like <laughs> yeah that's longer than marriage because marriage is just for life but right the like a prenup does not as far as i'm concerned a prenup does not cover that part also
2: of the aren't you? didn't they also just say that if the two of you stand in a mirror together one of you's going to die yeah, soon th- it's
1: exactly on. what i thought i was like are we not supposed to do that or what i'm confused it's also said to be bad luck uh for brides-to-be to
2: break a mirror Um, and really anyone who breaks a mirror in Ireland is said to have up to seven years of bad luck. I have heard that one, seven bad years of bad luck. That's definitely a big one. Yeah. And also there's other customs where like, at like a Jewish wedding where you break the glass to, Mm -hmm, for mm -hmm. good luck. So, you know, everyone's got their thing. Everyone's Everyone's got their their flavor with a mirror. Um, And then I wanted to tell you one last thing. I wanted to end again on fun facts about mirrors, and I just wanted to give you a couple. One is that the longest mirror in the world is over 20 miles long in Bolivia. Holy shit. 20 miles long. Uh, Then I wanted to tell you that the first uh, rear view mirror was invented by
1: a woman. Hi, Barbie. Yeah, it was. And then what was the last one I wanted to say to you? Um, Juniper's, do you hear that? Juniper's throwing his entire body against the door.
2: Like, no, I can't hear it at
1: all. He was meowing and it was annoying, but I was like, I don't think it's getting picked up. And then he started hurling his body into the door and it's, Huh. do you hear that? No. Okay. Well. But speaking of hearing things, the
2: last fun fact I have for you is that mirrors can reflect sound waves, not just light waves. Um, they are known as acoustic mirrors and were used during during World War II for detecting sound waves of the enemy. Ah. <gasps> really that's fun
1: fact i did not know that and that is mirrors 101 <gasps> i want to take <sighs> 201 right now <laughs> oh well hang on i have to do a bunch of research first i, I guess you have to take 201 first
2: <laughs> first i have to learn how to build a fucking mirror and something about volcanoes. first you have to so... know what
1: sea glass is which i think we right. have just start from <laughs> the beginning i feel
2: like i feel like mirrors not to sound like uh like a a mirror nut but like I feel like mirrors are a lot harder than they're given credit for. I feel like thinking about just the thought of making a mirror. I all of a sudden feel like the dumbest person on earth. No,
1: it's very trippy. It's like, ha. Like, I feel like if you get high and think about mirrors, it probably breaks your brain a little bit. Um, I
2: I also once learned from um, Vsauce, which is like one of my favorite YouTubers that I used to watch as a kid.
1: I remember that
2: for uh, that mirrors are actually green yeah i've heard that And that, that if as you well. put enough next to each other and do an infinity mirror where you look into one you can see eternity just endless 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 it slowly gets greener and greener and greener and greener
1: whoa fun fact green lava that's where it all began oh we found yeah. our way back we always yeah, do we do and that's why um, i drink christine tell me job. why you drink this week Okay, well, first I have to let my cat in. I'm sorry. He really is hurling his entire body against the wall. I mean, it really sounds like Ed Allan Poe, speaking of. Um, so <laughs> I'm going to go let him in real quick. I so apologize. and that's okay. uh, um, While I'm standing right there, Here I, I have too. to pee. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, that's you know, okay. You get it. Please stand by. We have to stop Oh, Junie, I'm sorry. Yeah, so I go pee. I come back. He's already in my spot, and you can see his tail. Probably throughout the yeah, rest of the episode. Yeah, a
2: little tushy. Oh, no. Sorry about that.
1: I got to oh, move no. this so Junie can get comfortable. Oh, honey, I'm sorry. I whacked you your clunk nose. you clonk him on the head? I did. I clonked him in the nose. I'm oh, sorry, bud. No. He does now not he's... seem perturbed.
2: Oh, baby.
1: Okay, here we go. Now, I'm going to tell you a story that is, uh, let's put it mildly, a fucking doozy. Um, I, mm. I will admit, the first time I learned about this case it was a couple years ago. I cannot remember which YouTuber I watched and I couldn't really find the video, but I watched a YouTube and it might've been taken down. Um, but I watched a YouTube video about this case and I totally bought the kind of narrative that this YouTuber was telling me like this true crime YouTuber. Um, and I feel like I m- had to re-educate myself on this case pretty intensely to like mm-hmm. relearn everything and um let's just say i got kind of a one-sided uh story when i originally okay. learned about it and um i have since learned that there's a much more to it than i ever thought or knew and i am very very curious because i'm assuming this might be the first time you've heard about it um yeah. i'm very curious to hear your thoughts once i tell it uh this is the oh. case of Darlie rutier um i've heard her name pronounced Rudier, Routier Routier Routier, uh, mm. but I'm pretty sure it's routier, and they live in Texas, so I don't think it's routier, but maybe, um, maybe it was. And then they go, "My name's Routier," or something. <laughs> routier, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> routier is the one I've heard like the most often. So we're gonna say routier, okay. And Darlie and Darren. So you do you know this case by any not chance? Not even, not even a little. Okay, no. So it's also sometimes called the silly string case
2: um what? don't know okay. that either no. no okay i
1: know the smiley so, face yeah the smiley face killer yep that's the okay. thing too but not the same um okay. so darley and darren rootier met in texas when darren who was 17 worked at the same steakhouse where darley's mom worked and according to darley's mom darren approached her and asked about her beautiful daughter he'd heard about and uh her mom introduced the two and darley was 15 um, and he said she walked in the room, and I was just smitten. They just fell uh-huh. in love, and within four years, they were married. Darlie gave birth to their first son, Devin, just about nine months after their wedding. So do I, I can't do math, but I can do that math. Okay. Um, Darren started a successful electronics company that made circuit boards, uh, and this is the 90s, so... Pretty quickly they find some success because mm-hmm. I'm imagining circuit boards in the nineties was um like cutting edge. Not as right? easy of a go as it might be today yeah. for some reason. Right, right, right. Like there's you know, this is the dawn of Radio Shack, like the heyday mm-hmm. of Radio Shack. Um so he is making these circuit boards and this means they are starting to make quite a bit of money and neither of them come from money, um, in their background. So this was a pretty new experience for them. So they bought a beautiful new house for their growing family in Rolette, Texas. And, uh, like I said, they were new to having loads of money. Um, and so they were known as being extremely flashy and, um, they basically spent and spent, And were very open about how much money they had. They liked to show their wealth, you know. Um, They would – they bought a boat. They bought a used jaguar. They – the car not the animal um they went used not not rescued (laughs) (laughs) could you please tell geo that he oh we got he's used (laughs) we got him used he was cheaper he was really cheap gently used (laughs) um he he was used i checked his car facts it was not pretty um and so (laughs) unfortunately he was very cheap (laughs) <laughs> um yes yeah, so they bought the car the jaguar uh they went on family trips and cruises uh they lived in kind of an uppity neighborhood she would wear these like really like b- kind of body jewelry pieces um mm. you know you know what i'm saying like they bought fancy I... watches they were like those kind of people Um, but they were really well loved in the community and like their neighbors had nothing but good things to say about them um they considered them a fun young couple you know they had these cute kids they had their second son damon who was born just a year younger than devon so they had two boys um darlie was a stay-at-home mom and friends described her as fun loving caring she was extremely active in her son's lives and her house was actually sort of i mean which i think you had this kind of experience where like her house was sort of like the home base, like all the neighborhood mm. kids would gather, right? And like yes. play there and all meet together. And she always took care of the her own kids, but also like was a mom to the other kids in the neighborhood. Um kids called their house the in the Nintendo House because of course oh. they had an elaborate game room. I feel like that's a very nineties like nouveau riche thing to like put like a whole game, game room together. Room? It's like the dream, yeah. right? Oh yeah. Um, to this day I want a game room. I mean seriously, I mean yeah me too i'm just thinking cool. about how i don't have a closet and you don't have a dresser but we want a game room so bad um <laughs> anyway <laughs> i i guess i have a troll hole so i guess the games you could do happen. that is kind of your game room and i have yeah. this room full of full of haunted artifacts so i guess that's my game room maybe we just like had like adult game rooms you can think rooms. about
2: like how some people like there's the the cinemax for ghosts of watching you know mm-hmm. through a a a mirror or ceiling if my room had a ceiling full of mirrors they would just see me doing this in vr all day it would just be
1: just Just like turning turning turning. just just turning just standing in silence (laughs) and then saying god damn it i didn't get a tip from that bitch at the bar at the star bar what's it called stargaze what's it called uh the game or the show yeah, Star Trek. Star Trek. yeah yeah
2: yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Which, by the way uh, i do have a shift later on today so i'm I'm pretty excited about it. i haven't been there
1: in a while so all right i'll uh i'll speed things up um so if you, get you get wouldn't mind because there i can yeah. already tell that it's gonna it's gonna be a busy day it's the gonna day be a holiday yeah. it's you know, day it's right you're right people are recovering from a lot of family. locals coming yeah. back home yeah oh you're gonna have to but you're gonna get so many good stories from you have no idea and there's gonna interplanetary be She's gossip. Always there, yeah oh god i can't wait okay so anyway, the Nintendo house um because they had this elaborate game room. And Devin and Damon were very happy children. Uh Devin was kind of the outgoing one. He loved to make people laugh. He wasn't afraid of anything. He was doing flips off the diving board. Like the minute he started learned how to swim, he was like yep. f- like very like crazy fun-loving kid. Um and Damon was the opposite. He actually felt he was more shy. He liked to stay close to adults for reassurance. And the Routiers spent as much time as possible together, and from the outside, as it often tends to be, friends thought the family had a perfect life. But, of course, behind the scenes, that is usually not the case for any family, Mm -hmm. Um, especially one that ends up in a true crime podcast. So (laughs) Uh what was going on is that in September of 1995, Darlie was pregnant with their third son, whose name, of course, we got Damon, Devin. Do you have a guess? Derek dylan drake you are very close oh thank you actually okay. very close drake so darley devon damon and drake and uh and uh Dar- wait okay sorry darley darren devon damon and drake that's the whole family mm-hmm. it's it's really kooky there's a, a lot, lot of, of uh a lot of confusing d's. names okay yeah <laughs> a lot of d's so Char- uh, Darlie was pregnant with her son, Drake, and she started to struggle with depression. And, um, you know, it was the 90s. It wasn't that long ago. But even nowadays, people are still learning about, you know, postpartum depression Um prenatal depression like just all the kind of mental health hormonal shit that happens when you are carrying a child and um so back then you know this was probably something that wasn't necessarily taken as seriously as it might be nowadays but she mm-hmm. was very very deeply affected by it um as evidenced in a journal entry in which she wrote Devin and Damon are growing so fast and I see myself getting older each day mm-hmm. I am now 7 months pregnant and we're bringing Drake Rutier into the world I have had two dreams about death in the past several months. Mm. Both times I was hesitant to go, but when I did, it was such a wonderful feeling, one that you cannot describe. And both times I felt I was going to be with the Lord. Wow. So okay. these are where her thoughts are. Um, and that October, she also wrote about feelings that many mothers face as they're trying to find like a new Identity or like a new balance of identity, reconciling being, you know, your individual self and also Mm -hmm. a mother, a parent. And she wrote the following. I really love Darren, her husband, with all my heart, but sometimes I feel like I'm missing something. I'm sure I have everything every woman could ever wish for. Maybe it's the excitement, things I used to do when I was younger, the thrill of not knowing, just doing whatever came up. I know I have a lot of responsibilities, but a little craziness once in a while sure wouldn't hurt. I want to grow old with Darren, but I don't want to feel as though part of me has to die to do it. I am young Mm. and I want to feel it. And that just makes me sad. And she got married at eighteen. And like you know, I I have right. friends who face that as well, where they're like, "Wow, you know, I feel like I kind of rushed. Not I, I won't say rushed, but like maybe did this step earlier and then felt whether it's true or not, but felt like maybe they missed. Felt like a loss something. of
2: their youth yeah. or something. Yeah, they yeah, yeah of Being a, a married couple,
1: yeah. right. Like you're sort of skipping maybe something that your friends are going through and experiencing. Yeah, missing a missing a chapter of life is yes yeah yeah a fair um, reason to right right exactly and so after she gave birth to drake um the depression as you know i feel like if if you have this during your pregnancy uh it tends to really be exacerbated after the birth um and she fell into a deep postpartum depression which can be so so scary. Um on May 3rd of 1996, she was prepared to take her own life. Uh she began an entry in her diary and it was a suicide note to her three sons asking for their forgiveness. And this just like makes it's just heartbreaking. She wrote, "I hope that one day you will forgive me for what I am about to do. My life has been such a hard fight for a long time and I just cannot find the strength to keep fighting anymore." I love you three more than anything else in this world. I don't Mm -hmm. want you to see a miserable person every time you look at me. Your dad loves you all very much, and I know in my heart he will take care of my babies. Please do not hate me or think in any way that this is your fault. It's just that I, and according to a friend, Darren walked in right as she was finishing this letter. And she already had the pills out that she was planning to use to take her own life mm-hmm. so thankfully darren was able to stop her you know before she made that move and the friend uh, who who knew the story urged darlie to get help and told darren you know you need to find a counselor for Darley to, to help her out and get her through this before she makes a a, a decision like that
0: mm-hmm. and
1: uh unfortunately they did not take this friend's advice Wow. So they both recalled that it was just a few rough days. And then she kind of recovered and said, you know what? No, I've moved past, past those feelings. I'm OK now. Um, but what doesn't help is that Darlie and Darren were also under extreme financial strain. And, mm. uh, you know, that's why I kind of mentioned the way that they spent their money on flashy things, on big purchases, kind of not really knowing how to maybe save their money or utilize it in a way that would last. And so suddenly they are in debt. And at one point, I believe they owed, I think it was like 22,000, um, but that was in the nineties, you know, and right, so right. I'm much higher now. Significantly but, more. So business had slowed down pretty dramatically. They owed thousands of dollars on credit cards and taxes. They were behind on the mortgage and their office rental space. And despite their financial situation, which was pretty dire, they were still planning vacations and trips and cruises. And Darren applied for loans to fund the trips, but because of his debt was denied. Um, So friends said Darren and Darley began arguing a lot and Darley just didn't seem like herself. Um, later, there would be claims that Darren said Darley cleaned obsessively but couldn't keep up with her sons. He allegedly talked about her postpartum weight gain and said Darley was exhausted and sick of everything. But Darren adamantly denied ever saying any of that when questioned. So we don't know if this is just like hearsay or gossip. But either way, on June 5th of 1996, their friend Barbara came over a little after five and noticed that the atmosphere in the house was very tense. Darlie was extremely upset. She was pacing back and forth, uh, very agitated throughout the house. And Barbara, I imagine, backed out slowly and said, I'm going to leave you two to work this (laughs) out. Uh, I'll give me a second I yeah i think i walked into the nintendo house at the wrong time yeah. so <laughs> she's like i just wanted to play super mario but i guess things are awkward but, so yeah, i'm gonna leave the yeah, tetris will wait that's fine. <laughs> tetris, right what's a pong a pong will wait uh <laughs> till next week i guess um so barbara left and decided to let them work things out and what happened next is somewhat unclear In the original statements, Darren and Darley both said they had an uncomfortable conversation about their finances, their cars, and their boat, and they were both upset. Darley was having trouble keeping up with the sons in the house, and that was the conversation that they originally said they had. But later, they both refuted that and said they never argued that night, despite the previous statements. And according to their final official testimonies, that night was calm. They had a regular conversation about stressful topics like any normal couple. And then um, just, you know, kissed and went to bed. And Mm -hmm. uh, that was that. But the following night is when everything went tragically, tragically wrong. So Darren said of June 6th, 1996. When I went to sleep everything was perfect. When I woke up, it's been a nightmare ever since. Hmm. So school was out for the summer. 6-year-old Devin and 5-year-old Damon wanted to sleep downstairs just for fun. So they did that like classic camp out in the living room. Yeah. You know, which just like such a highlight of youth, I feel Childhood like. To, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> and this,
2: it's some, to this it's day like I still s- want my friends to come over and do that with me.
1: I know, and I'm like, "Um, I I'm my contacts, where am I gonna put them? I have medication, I'm old, my back hurts. Don't worry, yeah. I'm depressed about it. I get it. I get it. Yeah, get and it, then I, I cause your depression. It's all cyclical. Yeah. Um <laughs> But yeah, they camped out on the floor that night and Darley joined them and slept on the couch. Uh meanwhile, Darren and the baby Drake, who was really an infant, uh slept in his crib upstairs. So according to Darley Oh, my stomach turns every time this part of the story comes up. Okay. According to Darley She woke up at about 2.30 a.m. because her son Damon was pressing on her shoulder, and she heard him say, Mommy. So in the dark, she saw the shadow of a man near the couch. He turned and moved toward the kitchen, and she heard glass breaking. She was still groggy, but she followed him into the kitchen where she saw a knife on the floor, which she said she instinctively picked up. The man escaped through the garage, and Darlie went back to the living room where she turned on the lights and found both of her sons, Devin and Damon, on the floor, bleeding profusely.
2: (gasps) And this person didn't hurt
1: her. We'll get there. So literally the next sentence is it was then that she registered her own wounds as well, uh, which she had no memory of getting because, again, she woke up when her son pressed on her arm. Right. She had a cut on her neck and a cut on her arm. And uh we'll get into that a little more. Okay. But it appeared that she was suffering from amnesia about the attack. She just simply did not remember. It was like she blacked out a big portion like, of it. Like she like someone could kind have of hit her on the head. Well, not she didn't have any head injuries. Um, it was almost like either a traumatic response or as some people claim a lie so okay. let's get into it uh can I, can by... I say really quick yeah yeah one yeah
2: yeah before I forget this note that it's I mean unless there was head trauma where she couldn't remember I don't understand already how she didn't feel an arm and throat injury but she mm-hmm. felt her son gently pressing her arm
1: yep that is one of the crux that's the crux of a lot of the debate yes and that this is one of the most as i've learned one of the most polarizing true crime stories um oh shit okay that's still debated pretty pretty um thoroughly and pretty angrily by people on the internet and i Mm. got swept up in some comments and went whoa people really take this stuff really far well thanks for dragging Um, me in with you i can't wait to publicly state my opinion okay (laughs) Oh, my god. Uh, oh god it's a mess okay so they she realizes she has been injured as well um and it 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 appeared she had suffered from some sort of amnesia surrounding the attack um perhaps brought on by trauma perhaps uh a head injury but she didn't really receive a head injury so probably not that uh perhaps it's a lie uh it's unclear but Essentially, her exact memory of the timeline of when she had been stabbed and when the boys were stabbed is very foggy. What she does know is when she saw the boys on the floor, she started screaming. Darren, her husband, woke up and came downstairs to find Darley in complete shock. He said she just kept shouting, Devin, Devin, Devin. He Mm. saw his sons on the floor and got to Devin first. Darren tried to do CPR on Devin, but when he blew into his mouth, the air and blood came out of Devin's chest. because the stab wounds had punctured his lungs.
2: Oh, my God.
1: It's really fucking horrible. Oh, my so, God.
2: That that alone is a traumatic event it's on all, top of everything Incredibly,
1: incredibly traumatic. So Darley called <clears throat> 911 in hysterics. And I've listened to this call many times. Uh, she screamed, they just stabbed me and my children. They just stabbed me and my kids, my little boys. And this 911 call has gotten a lot of analysis, a lot of conflicting opinions uh, from people. Experts have had problems with the way that she's said, my my kids, my boys, but won't say their names uh, mm-hmm. on the call. You know, just things that are kind of like not have not necessarily a, a smoking gun, but, but are right, kind but of a weird s- look. Suspicious, suspicious or something. perhaps. And so there's been a lot of critique of that 911 call as well. Meanwhile, Damon was lying on his stomach, and in the nine one one call, Darley is heard telling her sons to hold on and be strong.
3: Mm.
1: In an interview, Darley said one of the boys, likely Damon, who was still somewhat responsive, said, Okay, mommy. And those were his last words. Oh. It's horrible. It's horrible. And I'm so sorry. He wasn't even... even they weren't
2: no. even he was okay.
1: So first responders arrived and Devin had already passed. Um, Damon and Darley were taken to the hospital and Damon was unfortunately declared dead on arrival, having succumbed to his wounds in the ambulance. Uh, they'd been viciously sh- uh, stabbed, but Darley was also in bad shape. As I mentioned, she had a stab wound in her arm and she had a cut to her throat. And I, I was tr- I was kind of waffling on how to tell this story because there's so many different angles to come at it from. But I'll just tell you that the injuries she sustained were later described as superficial, um, okay. and that was how prosecution uh, presented the evidence. And yet we know now, which is this kind of information that I was saying I, I didn't get until later, that actually, uh, and I looked up the photos, they're, they're pretty horrific of her in the hospital. Um, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, her stab wound in her arm went to the bone, like went <gasps> straight to the bone. Oh, shit. and okay. her throat was cut to only one or two millimeters from her carotid artery and wow she wow. had to be rushed into surgery and you know one of the arguments i'll just kind of spoil this part now but one of the arguments was that she had inflicted this wound on herself to make it look right. like she'd been attacked right but um you know, to be a millimeter, two millimeters away from your carotid artery it's is something a that's not cut. easy. To, a deep best cut. Also not, not easy to like measure. Like I, you wouldn't necessarily be like, all right, great. I'll stop right before my carotid artery. Like, you know, the average person wouldn't really know how to do that. Um, and what's more <sighs> is that the reason that the knife, which should have killed her, uh, the cut in her neck should have killed her. And the reason it didn't is because a necklace she was wearing actually got in the way. And they had oh, to okay. surgically remove the necklace. And so it's not even like, oh, someone like meticulously oh, sliced right. there. But the way that it was presented to me in that first YouTube video I watched and, you know, to uh, more importantly, the jury was that these are superficial self-inflicted wounds is how it was presented. And this is where this is all getting very muddy and where people argue back and forth and back and forth about right. whether she could have done this or not.
2: Well, S- do. I I don't even know like I don't know the rest of the story so I don't know when to time my questions but um yeah just
1: go ahead I know I feel like it's hard when I it, when you
2: don't know the whole thing so you can tell me to you know I'll tell you later but um could are people is there a camp of people who say that it was self-inflicted but she although it's usually men was being a family annihilator and actually I mean she was already having suicidal ideation so That's she was so well taking the kids out
1: yeah, that's so interesting you say that because um, I was listening to a few podcasts about this story just to hear what other people's takes were. And I'd love to hear what other people find like sources that aren't, you know, on every other show. Um, but uh, on the Crime Junkie episode I listened to, it was a two-parter and they mentioned family annihilators. And uh, they made a good point that, you know, family annihilators are typically... It it doesn't really fit the mold of that because the husband and baby were still upstairs. Um, it it just doesn't quite fit that that kind of family annihilator trope. You know, family annihilators are almost always men. Um, but the financial strain also kind of plays into that, where you're thinking like, well, maybe um, there's a burden. I mean, maybe they're a burden to her in her mind. You know, and I I, I don't know the rest
2: of the story yet, but I feel like maybe because so many family annihilators are men we don't have enough information on what female family annihilators would look like but right. i i wonder if she was thinking after her last near attempt she was like you know maybe it would be easier for my husband to grieve if he didn't also have to watch the kids or maybe i take the kids with me or something like something yeah i don't know it's
1: it's odd because i feel like typically a family annihilator goes for the children and the partner to like move on to a new life and it feels almost like yeah it could be like why hurt the kids and not him yeah right like it feels like almost maybe they
2: got in a fight and like this was a for him to suffer i don't i don't know i i don't know it sounds like they were in love though
1: yeah it's hard because it's like every theory kind of makes sense and then kind of doesn't so it's like Mm -hmm. there's not not one thing that really fits all of the clues all of the uh, evidence all of the motives um it's it's bizarre it's bizarre um so darley was in bad shape um right so turns out I learned later that her injury went straight to the bone and her carotid was like a millimeter away from being cut, which would have killed her. So they rushed Mm -hmm. her into surgery. Um, there are photos of her in the hospital with bruising, like from, I think it's from her wrist to her armpit, like these thick, dark, horrible bruises. Um, and according to Darley's sister, after her surgery, Darley was groggy and just wanted to touch her son's photos and just weep. And oh my uh, God. she kept asking, Why my boys? Why my boys? And her, her bruising from her wrist to her armpit was like really dark and, and disturbing. She had cuts on her hands that were consistent with defensive wounds from someone stabbing at you or from grabbing the knife as someone okay. um, tried to stab. And it was on her, I believe, her left hand, which kind of indicated it wouldn't have come from if she were stabbing with her Mm. dominant, which was she was right handed. So, you know, it didn't seem like it was from stabbing herself. It seemed like a defensive wound. But other people, as I learned online, have said, no, those are paper cuts. Those are not defensive wounds. She was just putting paper cuts on her hands. And I'm like, well, I guess you can say whatever. And we don't know. So if everyone has a differing opinion on this. Um, So the stab wound on her arm was also consistent with defensive wounds uh, someone gets when they raise their arms over their face to shield themselves like the Mm -hmm. bruising was deep and dark on that part of her forearms and Darley described the attacker as a tall white man with long hair and a baseball cap, Uh, but it was too dark and she was too kind of out of it to make out a lot of details. Now, at first, the crime scene seemed to support her story. So there was a cut screen in a garage window where the intruder seemed to have entered and exited the house. And it had been cut from the outside. There were bloody footprints and broken glass on the kitchen floor. However, the blood ended up being underneath the broken glass. Let me explain that better. There was broken glass that she claimed had happened I think before the stabbings or before this person fled and then the way that the blood ended up being not on top of the glass it was almost police sort of took it and turned it into she was staging a crime scene by breaking glass after the attack that she had perpetrated so that was one of the kind of immediate clues so to speak that law enforcement decided pointed the finger at her and uh there were also bloody fingerprints found in the house um including prints that did not match Darley Darren or the boys oh and okay the, yeah so that's odd i Something. don't know if they matched barbara i don't know if they checked barbara who was over playing fucking super mario earlier yeah, but, poor uh, babs yeah <laughs> babs geez. is like trying to get the high score on pong and no one will let her um in the hospital, investigators asked Darley questions about her husband, Darren, and she realized, like, shit, they might be thinking he did this. And so she made it clear he was not the attacker. It was not him. He was asleep upstairs. And a nurse in the hospital said she had never seen anyone as scared as Darley was when she was a patient of hers. Um, wow. The hospital right, so staff at was at least acting very well. Yes, yes. And I feel like that was never highlighted when this case was kind of in the media because she was pretty quickly vilified. And so it's interesting to hear this angle that she actually was like deeply terrified. Mm -hmm. And the hospital staff was really focused on keeping her safe because she thought maybe her attacker was still on the loose, you know, and was still after her. So in the following days, Darley was released from the hospital and the Routiers buried the boys. This makes, (laughs) makes me cry. They buried them together in one casket um, holding hands. Jesus. I know it's fucking awful. Um, at the funeral, family had to physically hold Darlie up so she wouldn't collapse in grief. And at first, the public rallied in support for Darlie and Darren, like n- n- they were really on their side. Obviously, this is such a fucking tragedy, but nobody knew that behind the scenes, investigators were quietly building a case against Darlie, whom they had suspected as the perpetrator of this from the very start. Okay. So on June fourteenth, the Routiers decided to have a birthday party at the cemetery for Devin, who would have turned seven a week after the murder. Oof. So Darley's mom said to Darley, Let's just for one day try to get through it without crying a lot. She wanted her daughter to find a little joy and to celebrate the life of her boys in the wake of the tragedy. So the Routiers and their friends attended this party at the gravesite along with several other children. They covered the boys' graves in balloons and other decorations and then they all smiled and sang happy birthday and then she got out silly string and began spraying it all over the gravesite. I think you can probably see where this is going and they were laughing and uh, a local news station of course filmed the entire event and aired it and that's when things started to go very south for Darlie because people were shocked by the way she reacted to Having a funeral at her son's gravesite a week after their brutal murder. A birthday party. Yeah, a birthday party. And so she was, you know, smiling and laughing. And um many people and Sersha wrote this in here. Like many people commented on the fact that she was chewing gum, which Sertia found odd. But like I kind of get I do kind of get that because I feel like
2: To fidget, like a an
1: anxiety. No, she was just thing. kind of like, you know, when like People are like smacking gum really loud, and it's sort of like it. Yeah. It feels very casual, and like you're just shooting the shit, you know. Yeah. So she has like a big wad of gum in her mouth, and I know this is a lot of pe- people's pet peeves. It's definitely one of my mother's pet peeves, but like she's just kind of like smacking her gum really loudly while she talks to the reporters, and it's like, oh, well, you know, they would have wanted us to be happy, and I know they're celebrating in heaven, and it it was a little bit like. Mm.
2: a little too casual
1: a little too casual a little too soon a little too upbeat for most people to kind of swallow um Mm -hmm. as like a grieving mother one week after the murder of her two boys you know it Mm -hmm. it felt it felt off and i will say like now i've really changed the way i think about this case but at the same time okay i yeah at the same time though i like still watch that clip and go really yeah it's not a good look you know she's joking she's spraying silly paint silly spray like they're laughing it up and like you know out of context admittedly there is more context which we'll get to but out of context at the very least it's not a good look and I feel like if you are in a scenario where you're trying to say hey you know what I just realized too she didn't know that they were looking at her as a suspect so maybe Mm -hmm. in her mind she didn't have to show like Grief or what, something. The grief that she thought people would want to see. Like, she it probably didn't even cross her mind. Um, I don't so maybe think that's poss- the issue. I mean,
2: I also, I'm not a parent and I, I, I can't imagine, you know, being that acting that fine for one day and one day only a week after to celebrate a birthday. I feel like there would still be really intense moments of sorrow. And I also understand that people grieve differently, mm-hmm. but I. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I haven't seen the video, so I don't know how it looks, but I'm going to take your word for it.
1: Yeah, I think there's just an inherent like discomfort when you watch it, like an unease where you're like.
2: Is it like the Chris Watts thing where he was just acting a little too not concerned during the interview?
1: Yes, it's almost. Yes, that's kind of the same vibe. Right. Exactly. It's like it's like, yeah, people grieve differently, of course. And we do talk about that a lot and it's very relevant in this case, but it's almost like in a public show like that it just felt very like people I feel like people on the outside who didn't even know the boys were still grieving so Mm -hmm. deeply and like to see you know a a very kind of flippant like birthday celebration with silly string and like all giggling and like eating cake it just seemed very like too soon like not not the right vibe i don't know it's hard to explain because also like this all subjective and again like search is right like there's no reason somebody shouldn't be able to chew gum when they're grieving their son's death you know but it's just something like about the interview where she's just smacking her gum really loud that just feels very like hello are you taking this seriously you know and again like there's more imagine if it was just
2: like an like a nervous I know and it might like be it was like just normal and she's like no and it probably
1: gum. it probably is and like I feel like for most people they're like what what is your problem with the gum I just know people who have such an issue with that like a yeah, sensory or like mm-hmm, a just mm-hmm. pet peeve about people smacking their gum that I'm sure like that just rubbed people the wrong way um so I just want to put that out there because I feel like it's easy to say oh well why can't she chew gum or why can't she Not against Sersha, but for people who've said, like, well, what's the big deal for doing like a a celebration of life? And, like, of course, I just think there's a human side to at least me or some people who watch this, a lot of people who watch this and felt like, felt there's also some
2: people. This is not, by the way, me saying, like, well, some people are sensitive. That's not what I'm saying. But there's some people who are like maybe reading into the situation because, of course, you would. Like, maybe there's like a some people are just.
1: Yes, we like, analy- a, like a yes. heightened, a heightened you're awareness that like what she's yeah. doing. And if it's something especially that like annoys you or makes you uncomfortable, you're probably going to not look so highly upon it. Or or also like
2: a, I would I would hope and I think I'm fair to say that like a lot of us have never been in that situation so none i think we're also playing the comparing game of like what would i be like and it's not that so
1: definitely and exactly it's like when i grieve i'm not going to spray silly paint all over my dead six-year-old's grave and it's like well you know what i I feel like you're pulling the context out of it and you're not
2: you don't know that you don't know what you uh, do this is something i mean i've talked about this before but i when on on my grandparents death days i like to do something that i know that they would enjoy doing yeah I could see if I had a six year old who just passed away and I was still like trying with anything I had left in me to celebrate their birthday, they would have yeah. wanted a silly string fight. Like I, I can totally see that. I think like the, maybe like the one-on-one interview with the gum smacking, I I could see myself feeling weird about, but I, I don't personally feel any weirdness towards like trying to throw a birthday
1: party on your dead kid's birthday. Like, yeah, I guess it was just that it was like, it was like six days later and like it was such a brutal murder you know what i mean like it wasn't like oh he died of cancer and we knew this was coming and like we just want to celebrate his life like and again this is all so subjective and i'm not saying like oh well if he had died of cancer it would be okay that's not what i'm saying no no we're on the same we're on the same page i think we totally are i think the public sentiment was like what the fuck like we're on your side but like what are you doing like because throwing this like big bash at your son's grave The one on
2: one um interview that feels, a, that sounds like it was a little cringe. That part, I would, I can definitely see myself questioning more, but like, even if my mom, you know, or if anyone I cared about, knock on wood, please don't let this happen. Like, if someone suddenly passed away, if you died suddenly, I would, even if it was the next day, I feel like I would try
1: to be like, well, but I also birthday. feel you know? like you would, like, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I also feel like you might, you would probably do it in a more like, almost reverent or like s- emotional sad way i don't know maybe not yeah. but i feel yeah, like there there would be say. like sadness right like at least some yeah and so i would and it again, would be
2: flip-flopping all day between like oh this you would really like this, this and then crying something to later. you yeah. i wish
1: you were here whatever and i feel like um it, 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 and I, I i say all this because this is what the public was shown and there is sure. more context that we will get later but okay okay from this just this clip it's in my opinion not a good look uh okay so i haven't w- seen it and like i said blind trust i am gonna send it to you um okay so uh, yeah i'll send it to you afterward just uh just out of so you can see it and i'll i'm curious what you think um oh we'll do that in the after chat i'll show you the video you can tell me what you think okay Okay. perfect uh after hours so content (laughs) hashtag content really sad
2: (laughs) fucked up content yeah
1: yeah yeah um so in any case um the silly string incident happened and uh the public tide kind of turned against darley right Mm -hmm. okay So the prosecutor on the case later said, I was really taken aback by her demeanor. As a parent, I found it disgusting. And...
3: Mm. Okay.
1: there's a lot of attack on you said character assassination or character attack earlier and i like couldn't stop thinking about it because it is exactly part of this case a mm. lot of character assassination is involved here um by the way i said that um not re- while recording <laughs> no sorry it was earlier we were just like joking about something else and people M were said, like why did they delete that no. no 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 sorry good point good point that phrase essentially is what i was like ding ding, ding. that's what this case is uh a lot about about a lot a lot about forget it so english you know um
2: not your first
1: not the first uh a few days after the birthday party darlie and darren were called to the police station and they were excited they thought there was a lead um someone suggested they bring an attorney but the routiers believed like oh we're not guilty so we don't need an attorney not true not true don't let anyone tell you that get an attorney if you're being questioned. Okay. Just just for fun. Just try it. Just just for fun. Um, so they went in eagerly without reservations thinking they were going to be told like there was somebody, you know, they found culpable or a suspect at least. Okay. But when they got to the station, investigators separated them, took Darren to the house, asked him to walk them through the night of the murders. And after he did, they said the evidence supported his story completely. But they mm. did not feel the same way about Darley. 12 days after the brutal attack, they arrested her for the murder of her two sons. Darren's reaction was gut-wrenching. His mom said he felt like the boys died again, like when they arrested his wife. your whole family's over twice. Just taking, yeah, it's like a whole nother blow. Yeah, exactly. Darren said at the police station he saw the investigators jump up and high-five each other in celebration when they arrested Darley. (laughs) And he was not sick tasteful. to his son. So not tasteful. He told police, you guys have the wrong person. You guys are making a big mistake. But they were on this route and they stuck with it. So the story made national news. People had these opinions. They'd already turned on Darlie after the birthday party at the gravesite, But there was more fuel in the fire against her. Only a year earlier, Susan Smith, I don't know if you know that name, but she notoriously murdered two of her children by driving her car into a lake while they were strapped inside. (gasps) And this had just happened a year earlier. And so this was like people were primed to believe like a grieving mother. Hmm. Are you sure? Or did you Mm -hmm. kill your children? You know, because the story had just taken the media by storm. And the Susan Smith story, which I have not covered, but um, I will definitely one day, she told police a black man had hijacked her car and kidnapped the kids. And she went on a week fucking great. And she went on a week long kind of woe is me tour publicity tour asking for her children back. And then she outright admitted eventually that she drove her car into a lake and left them in the car. Um, And guess why? (sighs) Because she thought they were in the way of uh, her new relationship with a man. Classy. So, you know, it happens. Fucked up, but it happens. And so people thought, well, maybe this is that same story all over again. And after nine days of a countywide search and public appeals to bring home Susan's children, she finally admitted it was her. um, And time magazine put susan's face on the cover uh with the headline how could she do it and so now america was primed to believe like a mother could brutally kill her children and lie about it on national tv and this is kind of where people's heads were at um so yeah just just before i i get confused was that actually susan or oh i'm sorry that was susan's sorry that was susan's case um from a year before darley i didn't know yeah so that was susan's case before darley and so people when darley went on the news and saying, Oh man, I'm so, you know, my kids have been killed. People were like, Hmm. God, like I didn't know if you actually mixed up the names. <laughs> no, sorry. Yeah, no, they were primed to be suspicious of Darley. Uh, got it. Pretty immediately. Darren Routier even told interviewers that the police brought up Susan. He said, police told him she just snapped. She's another Susan Smith. Like they literally just oh, looked okay. at her and said, she's Susan Smith 2.0. Mm. Um, And so Darley's trial, as you can imagine, was very polarizing. People picketed with free Darley signs outside. Others demanded the death penalty. And she was only charged with Damon's murder. And the murder of a child under six qualified for capital punishment in Texas. So prosecution felt it was the only necessary charge. But on top of that, um, it wouldn't qualify for double jeopardy because they could, uh, if they failed, they could try her again for her other son's murder. Uh, because it would be Ooh. a different crime, technically. Mm-hmm. So they just charged her, which seems a little fishy to me, but whatever. Um, They just charged her for the murder of her one son so that if that didn't go, they could charge her for the murder of her second son. I get it, but like, it's a little mm-hmm. kind of a loophole. So the prosecution had no confession, no motive and no solid physical evidence proving Darley killed her sons, but they aimed to cast doubt on her story about the intruder. Doctors testified that Darley's wounds were self-inflicted. However, the extent of the bruising and the defensive nature of the wounds made that difficult to believe. Some have called the wounds superficial, uh, and that is what the jury was told. But, again, like, it came out that it was really not superficial. One went to the bone. One almost sliced her carotid artery. She had to have surgery. You, You can look up the pictures. They're pretty brutal. Next, prosecution claimed there was no evidence anyone entered or exited the house through the window with the cut screen. And they looked at the mulch and the dust and said, there's no way, there's no footprints. According to them, the dust on the windowsill was undisturbed, as was the mulch in the flower bed outside the window. But in a later documentary, Darren demonstrated that the window is so low to the ground that the intruder could have just stepped in and out over the windowsill without stepping on it like it's okay. such a low to the ground window you wouldn't need to like hoist yourself onto the sill right you could There's just no step over it no disturbing needed yeah you don't need to disturb the dust exactly he also showed cameras that the flower bed was 7 feet away from the window so just the fact that there was no footprints in the flower bed well it was 7 feet away why would they need to be footprints in the flower bed to prove someone climbed in the window it didn't make mm-hmm. sense the intruder would have only had to step on concrete to enter and exit the window in other words wouldn't have left the footprints um so prosecutors also brought up a seemingly disturbing note uh from the 911 call darley made which i mentioned got a lot of shade uh and a lot of heat in the call, Darley told the operator she picked up the attacker's knife and was worried that perhaps she had disturbed any fingerprint evidence that might have been on the handle and could have caught the killer. And, you know, this was odd because people said it was really bizarre that somebody on the phone with their children actively dying in front of them is saying, you know, um, oh, no, I picked up the knife. Like, is that going to ruin the evidence for, mm. you know, it, it, they said, like, that's just not a normal reaction. Um, however... Uh, You know, th- the thought was common sense is no mother would be focusing on like, right. oh, should I have left fingerprints on the knife when your child is dying in front of you? But again, the context was missing because in the 911 call, Darley was crying on the phone about the attacker and told the operator about the knife she found. And the operator exclaimed, there's a knife. Don't touch anything. And Darley sobbed. I already touched it and picked it up. And then she kind of realized what the person was implying and she started crying about ruining potential evidence. So it wasn't like she just like popped into her her head and said, oh, no, I ruined the evidence. It was like, no, no, no. She was instructed and she realized she had done something wrong and it upset her in the moment. That makes sense. Yeah, I think so. And then there was the broken glass in the kitchen. Darley said she had heard a sound like glass breaking, but again, the blood was found under the glass. Um, investigators said the blood should have been on top if she had like bled on it as she was running after, you know, the attacker. Sure. Uh, but experts weighed in that unfortunately, the crime scene was extremely contaminated before the investigation even began because Damon was still alive. And you know, if in in a scenario where victims need medical treatment on scene evidence just has to be displaced because priority number one is mm-hmm. treating the victims. It's like, okay, you know, that we, we don't have time to figure out what to touch and what not to touch if we're trying to save someone's life. So the scene was compromised long before investigators even got there. So there's no way to say like, so it wasn't That's... even her fault. No, or we don't know. There's just no way sure. to know if, if it was disturbed, but there is a chance that it was disturbed, you know, and it was not her doing, um, but it was originally, of course, like pitched as there's no way this could have happened unless she planted it. But that's obviously not the case. So the defense argued that, you know, the glass could have shifted in the chaos of the medi- the EMTs arriving on scene. And then there were the bloody prints in the house that didn't match Darley or anyone else living in the house and presumably not Babs either. So they never found a match for those prints. Never found a fucking match for the bloody fingerprints, okay. but they okay. appeared to be an adult's prints. Okay. On to the knife. If Darley's story is true, the murderer used his own knife to cut the screen and enter their house, but then grabbed a kitchen knife from inside to attack the routiers, which seems odd. Right. if He already he came. He would have just used his own knife. You'd think so. So investigators found fibers on the kitchen knife that they said linked to the window screen. So they okay. believed that a, win- a-, a knife in the block. Cut the had, window. Had been used to cut the window screen. So someone inside went outside to cut. It. And did the cut. Yeah. However, turns out the fibers that appeared to be from the window screen actually also identically matched the brush that investigators used to dust for fingerprints. And oh, these were like okay. microscopic fragments. And they had they had dusted so was- the knives for fingerprints, so it could very well have been their own brush. The fibers from the brush, not from the screen. Mm-hmm. And actually, like a later attorney, Darlie's new attorney, said he tested, I think, seven um, knives that had been uh, brushed for fingerprints. And four of them had those exact same fibers on them from the brushes. Oh. Okay. So it's there's Got a it. very good chance that that was not from the screen and that it was from just the evidence collection. So there was no blood evidence supporting that Darlie was stabbed on the couch. Her blood was found near the kitchen sink, and that is where investigators pitched that she had stabbed herself over the kitchen sink um, to, like, inflict her own injuries. Mm -hmm. And there was also blood spatter on the back of her shirt, which matched the boys and seemed to suggest it got there as she raised the knife above her head during the murders wow like a full-on like the movie psycho in the shower yes yes horrifying but the defense argued that the boy's blood could have ended up on her shirt at any point after the attack as she tried to save them you know if she's on the floor if she's trying to hold them you know yeah darren also testified that darlie went back and forth between the kitchen and the living room to get wet towels as an attempt to just like help the boys and it's not clear why she like wet the towels But also she was in shock, you know, and so it's like, who knows why she wet the towels. She maybe was just thinking like, I'll clean up their face and uh, who knows, who knows what she's thinking, but she wet the towels and that could have been where the blood came from in the sink, maybe from Mm -hmm. walking back and forth. Um, And the bloody towels found throughout the scene did support that. So it was pretty clear that she had wet several towels and it could very well explain why there was blood in the sink. So, Darren and Darley left bloody barefoot footprints in the house, but there was a bloody boot print in the garage. And one of the officers on scene was advised that it was likely left by an officer who tracked in blood, but that was never checked. Nobody ever, they just said, oh, it was probably just a police officer walking through and accidentally. They never even checked? No. No. Okay. Well, that's fucking sucks. No comment? uh so finally a key piece of evidence was a sock which i didn't even hear about in the initial telling of this story oh, really? I think, okay i think maybe because it was like I, the video was probably like five ten years ago maybe so maybe maybe it just hadn't been released yet because um, sure. it is a more recent update but a key piece of evidence was a sock uh from the house found in an alley down the road near a sewer uh like a sewer what? entry how they even find that yeah, it well and it took them a while, but when they were like just looking, you know, in the neighborhood, they found this sock and when they tested it, the blood on the sock matched Damon and Devin. It was found Wild. near a storm drain and people speculated the murderer tried to throw it in the drain as he escaped. And the sock is so interesting because it just throws a huge wrench into the story if Yeah, it's like they the were these clothes taken and
2: why was that thrown in the sewer but nothing else and did someone leave and then come back and right
1: right the timeline doesn't work if it is darley because uh like just to show you how the timeline just does not work um so another important thing is that the sock had none of darley's blood on it it only had the boy's blood on it okay and she was bleeding heavily from her arm and hands so it would have been difficult to avoid bleeding on the sock when she carried it down the street if she somehow planted this like 75 yards away or whatever sure and it also screwed with the timeline because experts testified that damon could only have survived his injuries for roughly nine minutes darlie's 911 Mm. call lasted six minutes and authorities arrived within a minute of the call ending so that means Darley would have had only two minutes or less to finish stabbing her sons, go to the garage, cut the window, run out the back gate 75 yards down the alley, barefoot in just a t-shirt, drop the sock without getting any blood on it, run 75 yards back, which is, by the way, a total of one and a half football fields of running, uh, then cut her throat and her arm at the sink, clean up most of her own blood, stage the glass and knife, wake up Darren and finally call nine one one it just mm-hmm. is so implausible that this would have occurred unless the this sock way. was
2: able to like travel on its own, like a like a random dog in the house ran with it in its mouth or something like i like, yeah. And they don't have pets. They don't know.
1: No, no, not that I know of. And and part of the issue too is like, if it was by a storm drain and someone was disposing of evidence, who knows what else is down that storm drain? They never checked. You know, it could have been they could have dumped other stuff down the storm drain, and the sock just didn't go all right. the way through. Right? Wouldn't
2: it? Wouldn't they also want to? That I, I feel like it. That's like a weird accidental. I know this isn't how it would go, but it ha, in my mind it feels like something like, oh, it got stuck on one of the investigators and then it fell off when he was walking back to his car and then the rain washed it away like because i can't imagine if you're gonna throw things away to get rid of evidence i would think there's several other things beyond a random sock that would have been in like vital
1: pieces of evidence you could have gotten rid of no well i mean like the knife and everything yeah that is true because the knife was left at the scene
2: which so wouldn't odd. they have, like, tried to throw... I would have tried to throw my, the fucking weapon away
1: if I was trying yeah, to get rid of evidence. Yeah. not a random piece of clothing. No, it's a, it's a fair point. It's a fair point. And, like, we don't know. Maybe there was other evidence that they did throw down the storm drain and only the sock, you know, got stuck and didn't make it down. Um, But there is more about the sock uh, okay. Okay, that I've heard, which is just a theory and there's no prove substantiating this, but basically, one theory is that perhaps it was used to chloroform uh Darlie. Oh. And perhaps that is why she did not wake up when the injuries were inflicted. Perhaps this was a sexually motivated crime. Perhaps they looked in and saw Darley sleeping on the sofa, didn't realize the kids were on the ground until they broke in. Um perhaps they put chloroform on the sock, put it on her face. Um after killing the kids had to dispose of this sock you know it's just a theory some people say well you would have smelled the chloroform there would have been a burn on her mouth some people Mm. say no chloroform has a really short half-life you would not have smelled it so you know i don't know um but that is just one thing that i thought was a little intriguing
2: yeah Um, definitely
1: intriguing definitely intriguing But the major question remained. If Darley didn't do it, who would break into a house at random to stab three people with no apparent motive? Um, And Darley's defense claims it was most likely a burglary gone wrong because the night of the attack, neither of the Routier's cars were in their normal parking spot in the driveway. So it appeared as if no one was home. About a week before the murders, a neighbor actually saw someone in a black car parked outside the Routiers' home staring at the house. And when she approached the car, they sped off before she could talk to them. Perhaps one was casing the house for a future robbery. And this was a very tight-knit neighborhood where people noticed unusual behavior, new people. The neighbor then saw the car again at 1 p.m. on the day of the murders and even made an official police report. There is no evidence that the police followed up on the report or considered it as a lead in the murder case. Um, They just said, oh, must be a weird coincidence. Anyway, Mm -hmm. uh, just let it be. So after the trial, Darren admitted he was so desperate to get out of debt that he actually had considered hiring someone to stage a break in and steal valuables from their house so that he could make an insurance claim. Holy shit. Okay. That's a bombshell. He said it was on his mind. He brought it up in conversation around several people, but decided not to go through with it. Brought it it up
2: with several people? Mistake number one, my friend. Jesus Christ.
1: Big mistake. And so he decided not to go through with it, allegedly, but it it could be possible that he set it up and it went terribly wrong. Um, Mm. He said originally it was supposed to be while they were on vacation. Maybe whoever... Got the idea in their head, saw that the cars weren't in the driveway, thought, oh, they're on vacation. I'll do this burglary. I have no idea. Um, But as for motive, there was speculation that Darley wanted to collect the boy's life insurance, but their life insurance was only a few thousand dollars. And Mm -hmm. the funeral alone cost much more. So the money went to the funerals. And Darren's life insurance policy was nearly $800,000, and he wasn't attacked at all. He wasn't harmed in the slightest. So it doesn't make sense that she would kill her own kids and not her husband in that case. Right. Right. Ultimately, the prosecution aimed to portray Darley as a bitter woman trapped in debt and an unhappy marriage who didn't want to be a mother anymore. Um despite the 911 call, the descriptions of her nurses as as being terrified, uh she was described to the jury as strangely calm on the night of the murders, which I'm like probably shock, but okay. Um, And they said she didn't act the way a mother should when her children are murdered, which I would love to see you act that out, Mr. Mm -hmm. Policeman. Okay, fuck you. Um, They said she didn't try to save her sons, even though like she just saw blood and air coming out of her son's lungs when her husband tried to give CPR. So, okay, (sighs) Um, witnesses were called to discuss the fact that Darlie, this is going to piss you off, too. Discuss the fact that Darlie had breast implants and blonde bleached hair, and didn't go to church a lot with her children. <gasps> Who said this? Uh, witnesses on the stand were brought. The the, uh, the prosecution and those brought, were the thing.
2: Those were the damning things they could say about her. Yeah,
1: yeah. It was basically like we said, character assassination. They were like, look at her. She went clubbing on Mother's Day. She's like, yeah, with friends, like mom friends. Well, I'd fucking go clubbing on Mother's Day if <laughs> I, I mean, had children. Yeah. Jesus Christ. It's crazy. Uh, The prosecution even showed the jury the video of Devin's birthday party at the grave. And they told the jury, you see, this is not the picture of a grieving mother. But (gasps) here's where I tell you the context of that video clip, which I did not learn until recently. And apparently earlier that day before this kind of birthday party, which, by the way, was not darlie's idea actually like it was someone else's idea entirely i think her sister's and her sister also brought the silly string so it was not like her idea um but this part never aired earlier that day darlie and her family had a somber i think it was a two-hour prayer vigil at the side of the graves where she was just completely falling apart in pieces like spent two hours in full grief and uh okay Maybe like she shouldn't have any tears left right that oh. part was never shown so it looked like she just showed up and was like we birthday party silly string but like there were hours before that where she was just sitting and grieving and and falling to pieces and that part was never shown um and indeed the Silly string clip ended up being the most damning piece of evidence in the whole case. Um, because Darley's mother said they ended up deliberating on the silly string. Silly string is not a lethal weapon, but they asked to watch the jury asked to watch that video 11 times. And it ultimately 11? 11 times. And it ultimately kind of sealed the fate of, of Darley Oof. on February 1st, 1997, Dartley was found guilty and sentenced to death by lethal injection, um, because her son was younger than six, and in the state yeah. of Texas, that is a uh, capital felony, punishment. capital punishment, felony. Um, Jur one juror named Charles Sanford. By the way, the jurors. Some of these interviews are so fucking infuriating. Like one woman is like, she had this blonde hair and this big boobs and wore tight clothes, and it's like, okay. You fucking woman even woman, like fuck off! I feel like my really
2: brain flatlines at the thought of having to deal with someone like that. Insanity! I don't even,
1: I don't even have
2: the words because I, I, I would have to like, dumb even, them down. Way even too if much. she was
1: guilty, like that's fucking irrelevant. You know, like it's still irrelevant. Yeah, no it's matter still what. Irrelevant. So. One juror, Charles Sanford, said the jury watched the birthday party video 11 times during deliberation, and only later did he see the footage of the prayer service. And he actually said, had we been shown this other tape so that we'd been able to see the whole picture of what happened that day, I believe I would not have voted to convict Mrs. here. Mm-hmm. So, like, he literally said, if I would seen that, I don't think I would have, you know, pegged her right. as guilty. So there are those believe that perhaps Darren himself was the murderer, or maybe he at least knows more than he's letting on, especially with the burglary schemes he had mm -hmm. considered. Um, In a 2002 issue of Texas Monthly, reporter Skip Hollinsworth wrote, When I told Darren that the complete truth might help get his wife a new trial, he insisted that he wanted to do what he could for Darley. Quote, but I don't want to end up with some kind of bullshit charges brought against me either. I don't right. want to help her at the expense of my life. And the thought there reading between the lines is like maybe he does know something that could mm-hmm. get him in a lot of trouble and he doesn't even want to go there and risk mm-hmm. you know, going to prison himself. So Darren and Darley eventually divorced in 2011, which Darren said was a mutually painful decision, and he ended up raising their youngest son, Drake, in a new home after the bank foreclosed on their house during the trial. And he routinely took Drake to visit Darley in prison. And believe it or not, as if things can't get worse, as a child, Drake was diagnosed with cancer, but has since recovered. Jesus um, Christ. I know. Okay, it's like well, I'm glad he's okay now. One thing after another. And fortunately, according to Darren, he has had a mostly normal and happy childhood against all odds, which is great. Against all odds. Oh, my God. Yeah. The case remains obviously extremely polarizing. People are either staunchly for Darley or against her. It's hard for people to stay on the fence about this one. Darlie and her defense team have filed appeals over the years, but she remains in prison on death row. And as of as of 2023, she continues to maintain her innocence. Um, all along, her family and Darren have stood by her side and are positive that Darlie is innocent and that somewhere there's a man who's gotten away with an unimaginable crime. And that's the story of Darlie Root here. That's a good reason to drink. Good doozy. Also, my dad
2: is downstairs, so I— Okay you're fine have fun with your father and um thank you for really just finding a way to emotionally wreck all of us and then bail that's yeah welcome you're like a common straight man no
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's what they say about me that's my claim Uh, to fame and that's why we drink